Welcome back to episode 78 with BJJ Brown Belt under the 10th planet system, Ryan Valley. So I asked Ryan to come on because I like what he was posting on Facebook and I said, hey, this is a guy I can have a conversation with about uh, everything as we did. Uh, we talked BJJ, use of force, uh, policing, our ideas about teaching, etc. But first, this podcast is brought to you by Urban Tactics. Kramaga turning lambs into lions. Of course, if you like the podcast or you like our blog, you can support us. Now, how do you do that? You can go to utkmblog.com. There's our regular blog with all the ramblings of mine and my students and instructors, mostly mine. And you can hit support us and you can either donate money directly to us, which, you know, is always appreciated. But if you don't want to give something for nothing, because most humans do not, you can go to utkmu.com and you can check out our online curriculum. Now, there is a free-to-access place where there's limited uh, stuff because the idea is you support us by going to the paid section where you can see beginner and novice curriculum at this point. Uh, later on, the advanced curriculum will be there, but there will probably be some restrictions to getting access to it, as I would discussed in the podcast with David Kahn. Um so you can go to utkmu.com and you can check us out and see the curriculum. If you just want to like supplement your current Krav Maga training or supplement your BJJ and just get a perspective from uh, how self-defense Krav Maga approaches it, at least as I teach it, you can go to utkmu.com and get paid access. It's not that expensive. It's like, I don't know, 14 to 20 bucks a month or something. You can cancel anytime. As opposed to the donations, you donate that money on the utkm blog slash support us and then it's my money. I don't have to give you anything. My money so that I can put out more content, right? Um, the less I have to run around doing other stuff to make money, the more I can put you content. Um, and also a big part of it is I really would like to pay people to help me to do stuff. And until I can do that, my time is limited. So the more you support us, the more content content I can put out. And of course, on youtubeblog.com slash support us. You can go onto the Amazon affiliate links, though I don't know how long I'm going to keep those up there. Uh, I may just change the Amazon affiliate links to, hey, these are books I recommend because uh, there's some books and some other stuff, but I'm not sure how long I'm going to keep the affiliate links. Of course, if anyone wants to sponsor the podcast, that's always cool too. But, you know, as we talk about with the, in the podcast with Ryan, follow the money, and if I can't give you something, why would you give me something? Uh, that's just how it is. But really, if you like my content, then support me, I guess. And you can also check out UrbanTacticsKM.com. And when we can accept new students for classes, you can you can add yourself on the waiting list. But I can do privates right now. Uh, I recommend you do it with a friend or a family member. It's much better that way, and you get more bang for your buck that way. Uh, you contact us at uh, on our website UrbanTacticsKM.com for that information, and get on our waiting list if you want regular classes. Uh, whenever we're supposed to be allowed to do that. Who the hell knows? Because governments are just all over the place with this nonsense, of course, as we talk in the podcast about the inconsistencies. Um, you can check out Urban Tactics on Instagram, Urban Tactics Krav Maga, Twitter, which I don't really use, but Urban Tactics KM, and I think that is a Facebook, Urban Tactics Krav Maga. Yeah more content out on Facebook and Instagram. Twitter just rehashes what it is because I don't really like that platform. 
Uh, but you can follow us nonetheless. You get some of our content there if you are a Twitter twat person. Ha. Anyway, so back to the podcast with Ryan. Uh, it's an interesting one, right? We're all over the place. We talk uh, how we got into martial arts, specifically jujitsu, uh, our philosophies. We're talking about our perspective and what's going on in the world. And I know a lot of people say, hey, you should stay in the lane. Shut the fuck up. And I say to you, fuck you, really, because you're not trying to have a conversation. You're not trying to solve the problems. You're just telling me or him we're idiots, but you don't want to have a conversation. And actually, that was a large part about what we discussed is the unwillingness of people to have conversations and realize that both sides might have valid points. You know, COVID, some people on the on one side have a valid point. The other people also have a valid point. And if you just dig your heels in and, uh, and pick a side without considering the other side, you're being an ass. And we actually talk quite a long time. This is a three-hour podcast. We talk a lot about unwillingness of people to discuss and have conversations. Um, and, but we talk more about, you know, policing, use of force, jiu-jitsu, training. Uh, and, of course, I think Ryan's message at the end is really good. He just wants you to love yourself and children are the future and we will be all be better. I kind of added in that if we all learn to be better mentors to our youth and to the future, the world will be a better place because I think our entire millennial generation, even if they had good-meaning, well-meaning parents, had shitty and or no mentors and now everyone is just a screaming baby not willing to have a conversation. So if you're not already offended and you know Ryan, he's a fun guy, or you know me, which uh, that depends what you consider fun. Uh, this is a fun one. It's an interesting conversation. So enjoy episode 78. Krav Maga is not just a self-defense system. It is a way of life. Warriors Den is a podcast for Kravists, fighters, martial artists, warriors, politicians, and general citizens. Consider this. The society that separates scholars from its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting done by fools. Lucididi, your host, Jonathan Fader, talks to guests in an open and uncensored format about their fights, their philosophies, and their lives. No topic is taboo, and the conversation may start in one place and end in another. As the quote suggests, you cannot separate the warrior from the politics and the world around them, as a true warrior must be a student in all forms of art and science. You're listening to The Warrior's Day. Warrior's Day. Brought to you by Urban Tactics Krav Maga. Turning lambs into lions. Welcome back. I am with Ryan Valley, aka BJJ Tuna. Hey, how are you today? I'm good. Excited to be here. Nervous awesome. at the same time. Nah, don't be. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a thing with the internet. You know, put yourself out there though is certainly an intimidating process. I don't know why I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I do it too, and then I regret myself afterwards. You know, like, uh, but then you just have to like put your chest out and champion on and yeah. do your thing. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I invited you on because I think you're an interesting person and you put out some interesting thoughts. But before we get into that, like, let's just start with something that people can connect with is uh, how you got into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and your story for, and we can go from there. 
Sure. Um, I've just always been like a keyboard warrior. <laughs> we all have like a big fan of like um, MMA and then we all talk tough and stuff in the bars. And finally, I guess something was going on in my, with my life. Like um, broke out with my girlfriend before. So like yeah. my ex-girlfriend and just decided to take up jujitsu. Yeah. And then my friend told me to just check out 10 Planet without even knowing what any jujitsu is. And so yeah. I went to the 10 Planet in Richmond shook Nabil's hand mm. and been hooked ever since. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good salesperson there. <laughs> One yeah. shake hand and then like 10 years later, I'm here. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, for those who don't know, uh, could you explain like the difference between uh, 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu versus like regular English? Regular Jiu-Jitsu. Okay, <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> I just went into Jiu-Jitsu. It's like 10th Planet. That yeah. sounds cool. Um, so in a Jiu-Jitsu world, I guess there's like the the gi where they wear like the the uniform and then tent planet is just a bunch of uh hooligans that decided to not wear the gi and yeah. then i guess for me at, at that time like i was just watching mma i didn't really really know much about gi yeah. and i just heard Ten planet and i'm like oh that's a neat concept and i wasn't really a fan of like katas yeah so i guess in my head i kind of associated geese with kata so i went to this place 10 planet and been there ever since but since i've been doing jiu-jitsu for a while i've been invited to a lot of open mats i'm actually like i enjoy the gi yeah you enjoy <laughs> the that, gi i enjoy the gi it's just that like nabil was my first gym if you know what yeah. i mean wearing no gi yeah. so i don't i don't do gi but i when i get invited by friends like 100 years ago you know i can't yeah. do that shit now like i put the gi on and it's a lot of fun i like yeah. it people was like oh you're no gi guys like no i just i'm just loyal i'm just that planet first <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I, I, jiu-jitsu or any martial arts the loyalty is often like the old school loyalty is this is where i started i'll die to the death and the new school yeah. loyalty is like hey i fit in here i like this place like i won't leave if that's the case you know and and my thing is they're good for both you know you got to just listen to yourself do be who you are i'm just old school that's yeah. how i roll and then i like to pride myself in like i've, I've had one sensei yeah but i got friends who are like amazing they're great people and then they just had several sensei it's just like personal life didn't work out and they have different journeys yeah for sure but uh yeah but like i guess i'm one sensei kind of guy <laughs> yeah like i started at one place gi jiu-jitsu and i just did not vibe and so I was, you know, looking around and, uh, and then I, cause I teach Krav Maga to Budo Burnaby, yeah. then I, I was just like, oh, I like this place. And then I just stayed kind of, and then I was teaching for a while jujitsu when I had a place in Richmond, probably shouldn't have been, I, I don't think I was good enough yet. Um, but I was anyway, and I was under uh, West coast and then, yeah. uh, well, I won't get into that, but then I'm just back at Budo Burnaby with, uh, Mike Hansen and it's great there now. So lots of monsters. <laughs> Yeah, this is just dope. You know, my, my thing is, honestly, I, I trust everyone enough in the BC area. Yeah. Like, I haven't really gone like like a, a hokey jiu-jitsu gym yet. And I think I've been been around and yeah. everyone's been pretty good. The, people, the perfect gym is the one you mesh with. I was yeah. just fortunate enough to mesh with mine. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good way to put it, right? You know, when did you start? Uh, so you said 10 years ago? Yeah, I don't even remember. Just like nine or two thousand ten. 
So a little bit before me for jujitsu, I started in 2012, and I remember like if you went to a gym with a black belt back then in Vancouver, it's yeah, like, holy shit, like holy <laughs> that was shit. Like, it yeah. was rare. We had like 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 that much black belt back in yeah, the day, like five right? or six, yeah. Purple belt were like legendaries back yeah. in the day, man. They're like, oh my god, like yeah, open my, oh, he's a purple belt, he's right yeah. here. <laughs> for sure. And now, now I, I'm a purple belt now. How about you? You're you purple brown. Uh, brown belt. Brown belt just now. On yeah. my journey for my black, just a lot of injury, and then a lot of personal stuff I had to get over. Yeah, yeah. I understand so, that. You know, that's the martial learn. artist journey is the uh, personal stuff I got to get over. I do martial arts, and then it helps you with the journey. You know. Yeah, it's just, it's 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 like part of it, right? It's like in the beginning, I was just all gung ho jujitsu. Yeah. Which is something, you know, you have to, to get to a certain level, right? But now I'm just like, well, being like a real martial artist is being able to take care of your personal life and then your martial arts life. That's the next yeah. level. So I'm like, <laughs> that kind of, like, I guess I'm just getting old and cheesy, you know, the cheesy yeah. stuff that the old people say. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. I've been thinking about that. Like, you know, my, my specialty is Krav Maga. And in Krav Maga, there's no, well, at least outside of Israel, there's no like the cultural aspect and the spiritual. It's non-existent. It's all about efficiency. And I find similar in uh, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it's like it took off in popularity be partially because it wasn't doing that cultural, uh, you know, the katas and the bowing and the ceremony. Yeah. And a lot of people resist doing that. But as I'm I'm teaching longer and I'm getting a little older, not that old, you know, I'm uh, turning 34 and I'm like, you know, uh, some of that stuff about balance and stuff, it's actually really helpful. And <laughs> yeah, I feel it's important. Like it should be brought back in a little bit because if you have the students all the time, it's like maybe I can teach them more than just how to choke each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's like every level and everything, right? A lot of like the higher level, there's so much, there's some piece that when you're starting out, you won't really care about and you shouldn't. Because yeah. you're just really worrying. About, but when I say me and you, I'm just mainly talking about my you and my old personal yeah. self. Yeah. So my old personal self, and I'm just going to project from that. It's like, you get it. We, I get excited about learning something new. And then, and then I have to throw my whole like, life and worldview into whatever technique that is. And, you know, and then afterwards, after you get to know that, then you realize, so, okay, part of that martial art is who you are too. And who you are is also not just the technique. Yeah. This sounds good. That's, no, that that's my sense. weird it's like, look at uh, it. Finding your game in jujitsu, right? It, like yeah, you go to one it's an school, elusive thing. Go to, yeah, if you go to one school and they're like, oh, the, the professor is known for this. And they're like, this is the only way to do it. Now, a good example is triangles. Like I have short, tiny little legs. And I struggle with triangles on even medium-sized people. Because I just cannot yeah. get it. And they're like, you're doing it wrong. And I'm like, I probably am. But... Or it's just not my thing. You that's know? not your game, right? Yeah. You have to find out who you are. Yeah. I think that's something that's good about jujitsu, right? You got to yeah. really find your own journey. Otherwise, it's going to be a nightmare. And that's what makes it fun, too. Do you want to, like, fight the same people? Yeah. Like, here's my thing. Like, I get excited about jujitsu. Is that okay if I sidetrack to them? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Go wherever you want. Yeah. Yeah, just edit this and stuff. And, like, don't make fun of me too much. <laughs> I won't do but, that. I, lo I love jiu-jitsu because it's um, like how I describe it to people is the ultimate fair battleground for every type of people. Like one extreme is we have the nerds mm. and then the other extreme, you have the athlete. Like what other game 
like like where you can put those two together and they'll have like a fair match in the beginning yeah. the athlete will win just because they're like more in tune with their body right but yeah. guess what the nerds do their freaking homework and they do their youtube yeah and then you know like they know how to like like i guess i'm more of like the nerd like fat guy side so i did like and i did side of hand magic before so i know how to like grind and i know like it takes hours to get a move in so yeah. like like I was like the fat nerdy guy doing jujitsu and I did my homework. I learned my technique and I was able to compete with the athlete, yeah. you know, but the beautiful thing about jujitsu, then it teaches you like, holy shit, like I can compete with the athlete, but they have this amazing superpower, their athleticism. And if I'm taking this seriously, I want to get there too. And I noticed a lot of the athletes are also like, mofos, look at that. That's like, their techniques are wicked. They're, they're sick. And then they start doing their homework and then eventually the nerd becomes the athlete and the athlete yeah. becomes the nerd and then yeah, that's right? the beauty and the magic of jiu-jitsu so, and you always have that one training partner you're like they can't get better than me i have to i have, what are they doing yeah <laughs> i love and hate those guys <laughs> i love them because they push you i hate them because they push you <laughs> yeah. yo can you like stop training and just like eat some donuts please like <laughs> yeah. so, too you know, good you bring up the, the you used to be the fat kid. You're obviously not that anymore. How much weight did you lose? Um, I'm all over the place. Like I've, I guess the most, the heaviest I was was 260. Mm. The lightest, the lightest, the lightest I've been was um one, like 167. Yeah. And then, right now I'm at 180. But I used to, I got to like 190. I'm starting to get back into it again. I got my uh, knee surgery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I feel yeah. I had knee surgery, too. It's it's fun. Quote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watching everyone get better. <laughs> yeah. The, um, how tall are you? So reference like for five, uh, five, ten. So five, ten, one eighty. Yeah. So one eighty is totally, totally OK. Two sixty. Yeah. Obviously, it's a bit much, but uh, yeah. yeah, people maybe want to be one seventy. Yeah. Well, it depends. Like uh, I walk around, I'm five, six. And I, if I'm just being a lazy piece of shit, I'm walking around at like 165, 170. But if I'm competing, I'm walking around at like 150 uh, so yeah. that I can weigh in with the gi, you know, at 157 usually. So it's <laughs> like, yeah, that's uh, the thing about the gi. It's like you have to like weigh in with that mofo too. So yeah, you got to get a nice fancy light competition gi. <laughs> yeah, I think they should just weigh in without the gi and then weigh you in with the gi. And then all they need to check is your gi isn't like 20 pounds. And as long yeah. as it's just like under the certain weight, they should be weighing you in without the gi. Just that makes so a lot of sense, know. right? Because yeah. then like there's some like poor people over there. That's me. That's just like, hey, this lighter gi might cost more, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's just weird. Like... I know, I'm just making shit up, man. <laughs> No, just the, it's like the people, because the Brazilians, like, because if anyone doesn't know, it's from Brazil. It's they, they do what they have to do to win, and it's more to deal with that. And, like, I've been in competitions. I'm a casual guy, okay? I don't take it. I'm not, like, super competitive. I just like doing it because it's what keeps me motivated, win or lose. Yeah. Obviously, I want to win, and I tweet. You're my hero, then. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... uh I've gone up against guys that I'm like, okay, there is, I've seen guys puking in the bathroom before looking like garbage to make weight and then come in and steamroll the division. I'm like, okay, that guy's taking something because <laughs> you <know>? like, <laughs> you're so dehydrated and then they just steamrolled everyone. It's like, they have to be on something. Uh, and the idea that the sport is clean, clean is like, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. Like what's your take on that of people like being on something? 
I don't care and I care. It depends. Like, it, so it depends on what it is. Like in combat sports, it can be dangerous. Now for jujitsu, I, I don't know if it's that dangerous, but I think there needs to be a level of honesty. Like if you want to have a roided out division and a non-roided out division, uh, I think that's totally okay uh, for jujitsu. Now MMA, I don't yeah. think so because it's unsafe. I, I can be unsafe. You, the injury rate goes up. Um, but it's like, hey, I don't want to put that stuff in my body. I want to compete naturally. So I want to compete against other people that I know is naturally. Now, if you want to put that in your body, by all means, but go compete against people who want to put that in your body. Um, and I think the Brazilian, like in Brazil, and the, you know, there's a whole cultural difference. People are, you know, all the woke warriors think they're so aware of the world and they're not. And let's talk about Brazil. Like my understanding, and I could be wrong, is that in Brazil, it's totally normal and acceptable for a doctor to give TRT to an older yeah. gentleman, you know, over 30 or other, because they consider it a health thing. Uh, but in North America, uh, maybe not Mexico, it's like, no, that's bad. And so it's like, it's, it is a perspective thing. Is there any long-term negative effects if given correctly? That No? Okay, then what do I care if you take it? However, for competition, we have Especially to when it comes to money too, right? Yeah, yeah. And getting yeah. punched in the face. Yeah, and, and the head trauma, that's where I'm like, okay, there is a safety aspect to that. As we learn more about concussions, it's like, you do need to consider, like, if you're just a monster taking their heads off, it's like the old Valetudo days. Like, they didn't care. And, like, in Japan, they don't care. But in North America, people do care. So it's like, hey, if you want to do that crazy stuff, why don't you just host it in Japan? You know, because they don't care there. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's a and then it's fair. And then they can do that, too. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're honest about it, I don't really care. Um, and then it's like, you know, you look at, like, uh, Gordon Ryan coming in, and then he, he must have taken something to get to the size he is now. Asahi, man. <laughs> but <laughs> just pure juice. <laughs> with that being said, he's competing against guys who for sure juice uh, and are lying yeah. about it, and he's still destroying them. So it, it's like, well, it's it's relative, I guess. You know, it's I like I like your argument there. Like I didn't think about that far ahead, but like to really separate combat sports with uh, jujitsu, yeah, right. Because there's, yeah, there's a lot more in the line in combat sport, like, like physical health wise, right? If you're yeah. just coming, if you're not ready and then that guy's super juiced out, they can get hurt. And then for jujitsu, I guess when it comes to a lot of money, like for me, my, I guess I just been a fat guy competing against a lot of guys I roll with and I know they all juiced. Yeah. Right. I don't care, yeah. <laughs> but I just do jujitsu, right? I'm just like, if you want to juice, by all means, go go for it. Like, do it. And then I'm just going to have more bragging rights when it beat you. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, I've that's always the thing. liked the... I've, but, but then I but I feel safe, right? Yeah. Like, my my coach, Ken, he, Ken Chani, always bugs me. Because before, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get into a fight. It's like, you're not going to get into a fight, too. Nah. You're going to go ground cuddle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but you know what? That's true, though, right? That's, that's like... People who like do MMA matches, there's so much stuff like like they have to worry about, right? Like like you you're, you're gonna get punched. Grappling, it's it's fairly safe. Just don't get slammed, and if you're yeah. out of your comfort zone, you tap. Yeah, and it's that simple, yeah. right? Like um, freak accident happens, but it'll happen if you play basketball or whatnot. Yeah, and I mean, like they'll grappling, say yeah, and grappling, it's usually the wrestling or the judo that causes the injury. So yeah. you know, with, with beginners, it's a good idea to always kind of focus on the ground and then build them up to the stand-up because it's very uh, intense. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Where is he, a wrestler over there? You can make fun, fun of me all you want, man. I'm going to butt scoot my way over there. Yeah, I'm right. 39 years old, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't got time to like mess around. <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling guard. Like, have you ever have you ever rolled a Budo Burnaby? Um, yeah, I have. Oh, yeah, good, good. Yeah, and when, then, when... Um, that's the one near Benwood near Benwood Mall, right? Yeah, with yeah. uh when uh when all this shit goes away and we they used to do open mats on Sundays, you should for sure. Yeah, come. there's a couple guys. They're young and athletic. There's some really good wrestlers, and it's like, man. It's exactly what you're talking about. I'm the older guy. I'm not an athlete. Like I've struggled my whole <laughs> life with physicality stuff. And it's like when if you're like, uh, I'm tired, and then you're like, pull guard, <laughs> get the guard. <laughs> yeah, stay tight. <laughs> Depends too. I have like, you get Matt. You know, here's my thing. I'm not a warrior. Yeah. I'll, I'll be upfront. People are warrior, right? I'm, I'm a troll and entertainer first. Okay. Yeah. So like, like. I love martial arts, but I'm not a warrior. So I just want to separate myself from those guys. Some people be like, give me the biggest challenge in a match. You know, they're yeah. like, and then and, and props for those guys. Those guys I want to watch. Yeah. I'm a wuss, man. If like, if I'm going to go on a match, I'm like, yo, sensei, give me like a 12-year-old boy, man. That's new. I don't even want him training that long. Yeah. <laughs> and I want the easiest match and show up. I'll fight somebody in training. Give me the best guys. I don't care if they do steroids or whatever. If it's between us, it's my personal development. No ego aside. But if people are watching, yeah. <laughs> I want, I want the to destroy. Match. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I wouldn't but say I'm you're not a warrior. Just throwing right? it out there. <laughs> yeah. See, that's interesting. Like, uh, you don't consider yourself a warrior. My definition of warrior is someone who trains so that if they have to fight, they can. Versus a fighter is someone who likes to fight. You know what I mean? Ooh, like, ooh, that's, that's deep. That's I like how that. I define it because uh, I think we have, like, so, like, let's ta knife fighting is a good example. Uh, have you ever dabbled in it at all? Um, just watch some videos. I'd yeah. probably just grab the a chair, throw it, and then run. <laughs> yeah, you're correct. Yell fire. So that's knife self defense. It's different. So knife fighting, oh. you know, like the Filipinos with the with the all that stuff. Yeah. Well, if you look into that, it's to me, it's very fancy. And I and while a lot of them may stab the shit out of me because um, they're just faster than me, it's like I don't think that they've lost the way as far as as reality. Because when I talk to soldiers or combatants who have had to use a knife to kill, it's not fancy. It's messy and it's one, two, three fucking kill shit. Bam, 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 bam. End, right. And no, no fancy shit. Uh, and then you look into the history of the Philippines and the Spanish and, and a lot of the martial arts that got masked in dance. And I feel like people have forgotten that. And in the modern times, now going back to the in modern times, it's, it's what is combat effective? Well, we're not training life and death, right? And it's one thing I'm, when I'm teaching Krav Maga, it's, it's really hard to teach people. There is a difference in how you fight for life and death than even how the best athlete will fight at the highest level. It's just, it's different. And if I'm going up against the best athlete in jujitsu, they're going to mop the floor with me. Now, they may very well mop the floor with me if it's life or death because they're bigger, stronger, others physics, but it is still the fight different. Will be different. The fight is yeah. different because I, I, even if they beat me and kill me, I might still put the living fear into them in that, that five seconds. It's not going to be worth it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just I, a mental difference. So warriors are like, I don't want to fight. I have the training of fighting. I will if I have to, because it's life or death and fuck you. Versus a fighter is, I like getting punched in the face. 
I'm going to keep going. Give me the biggest, toughest thing. And I'm like, I, that's not me, dude. I am not a fighter. <laughs> this is my perspective on that, you know? I like the definition then. Well, guess what? Then I'm a, a cuddling warrior. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> I see in your, your, your photo, you have a bunch of pandas. So it's just like Kung Fu Panda, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just accepted the fact that I'm not tough looking, nor I will be. So I just have to make sure that when I roll with people, they'll just know. Yeah. And then back it up like that. Because aesthetically, I don't fit that role. <laughs> but that's, that's fine, right? Uh, like, I'm not that into like Sun Tzu, but it's like, it's better to look, uh, look weak, but be strong. And yeah. look strong if you're weak kind of thing. That's, it, that's my whole philosophy too. And I like, I, I forgot who said it, but uh, someone, is it Shakespeare or something? Like, say less than you know and show less than what you have. Yeah. Kind of same philosophy, right? Yeah. Just uh, don't put all your cards down. It's just yeah, not good exactly. poker. <laughs> it, it's a strategy thing. Like, you know, a lot of people will say, look them in the eyes. No, that's an ego thing. And that sometimes is a cultural thing. If you don't look them in the eyes, it gives yeah. them a false sense of security. So when they do Fedor, stop, he never looks anyone in the eye. Yeah. Fedor yeah. just like looks like he's thinking about like what, what, what kind of food he's going to go grocery shopping afterwards. <laughs> right. That's Fedor Emilienko. Like Fedor Emilienko. Yeah. Emilienko, yeah. Fedor Emilienko. Yeah. yeah. Like the old school guy that got knocked down. Yeah. Internet yeah. won't let us. <laughs> Yeah, and, that, and that's and that's the reality. And it, it's possible that the people who are really looking people in the eyes, either they've been taught that culturally in whatever culture they're in, or they're just as terrified as the other person. They're trying to scare the shit out of them, right? Yeah. Uh, versus, they, oh, I don't care. Let's fight. Whatever. Or they're controlling themselves, right? Yeah. It's like maybe they don't want to get too excited, and they just want to stick to the game plan. Yeah. Right. That's also uh, that could be a thing. It's yeah. It's. I don't know. Are you the kind of looking people in the eye? No, I don't. A match? Uh, I don't. But that I, I may or may not be on the spectrum. So I have always, since a young child, uh, found looking people in the eye. It's creepy. Like it just creeps <laughs> me out. So uh, it's had it's backfired because a lot of people see it as like uh, not good because I won't look them in the eyes. Now, nowadays, it's because I can't fucking hear you. So I'm turning my ear towards you. So that's my excuse now. <laughs> it's just um, the old man thing now. <laughs> but growing, growing up, uh, I've just never been that person. Because for me, also, it's like I get rage. Like if I'm going to look you in the eyes and I don't want to have that. Yeah. So, uh, like if I actually feel like it's we're, we're on, I'm not looking you in the eyes because I get overwhelmed with rage. So I, I'm trying to control myself in that aspect. But it's also the maybe I'm autistic. Who the fuck knows? And uh, now hey, it's the hero. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to say both as you, man. I'm like, yeah. I'm always joking around and trying to be light. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm a pretty, like, deep down, I guess, insecure guy that has a lot of rage, too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> For my personal self, right? I just yeah. got to, like, you know, control that boat. And I guess my humor and, like, me being light is, um, is do, like, controlling it. Some, sometimes a good tech strategy. Maybe not, because I do lose my temper. And that's something I want to, like, work on personally yeah. and then and i get heated even on facebook i just like yeah! <laughs> you're pretty good on facebook like the way you put stuff it's funny right it's it's clever and funny it's not like not like me where i'm straight up like you're idiots like you're all stupid <laughs> oh I, i've done that like i've had to, like <laughs> like i've i probably deleted so much stuff because it's because of like i i've done that before and then and i just always cringe i just didn't like that part about myself yeah. But I guess I also needed it too. Like, 
Like, I don't ever want to get into a street fight. Like, when I roll, like, this is my face when I'm rolling. Yeah. Like, I don't care how hard it is. That's my, my, because when I'm rolling, I'm supposed to be in control. But I'm pretty yeah. sure, like, if I get into a street fight, like, my face would be like, <laughs> yeah. and slobber there. And I'm yeah. pretty sure, like, I'd probably cry too. 100% if I get into a street fight, I'd cry. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you'll never let me do this. I don't want to kill you. Like, yeah. It's I'm dramatic, so at least I know it. I know who I am. <laughs> but you know what? If you if you actually did that, it might freak the person out so much that they're like, I, I know, I'm out. It's, it's happened. <laughs> can Can I tell you my? I've been into like I've been jumped once. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was like that? my one jumping experience. I was in my 20s. I didn't do martial arts. I didn't do anything. I was like, my teacher at that time. I did sleight of hand magic, and then Zen. I was. Ooh, Zen, read Zen books and find out who yourself and all that jazz. And and then it was like, I think, um, like midnight and then fire, uh, like um, Canada Day, mm. right? So people are like kind of drinking, excited. I decided to go for a walk. I was going to go on my Zen journey. And then and I, and, and I walked to my old high school and there's a whole bunch of like um, some kids over there. They were just like bullshitting so, and talking to each other. So I talked to them, two guys. No, three guys and one girl. Mm. And one of the guys decided to push the other guy around when they're buddies. And I'm just like, yo, yo, guys, whoa, whoa. No need to do that. We're all just chilling. And then they all started tripping out on me. I guess they were yeah. just drunk, right? Yeah. And they all just started going ham. You started punching me in the face and both of them. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, oh, shit. This is what being jump is like. Mm. And I'm like, so I calculated in my head, okay, like, where am I? What's going on? Okay, I'm like I have really shitty cardio. I know that. I already know I can't run for 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 shit. So if I fight back, they're just gonna it's gonna instigate it. So I'm just gonna pray that they get bored. Yeah. Like I didn't felt I was being hurt. It was superficial. Mm. So two guys just jumping me, and I just took it. And then you know after like maybe like five ten minutes, they got bored and they left. Yeah. So I sat down over there, lied down, and I'm just like, so this is what it's like. I didn't really feel I was in danger. There was no, like, then I looked in the mirror, like, okay, superficially I'm hurt, but, you, you know, I'm more worried about going home and telling my parents how I look like than anything. But, so, you know, so I just sat down there and just like, okay, this is not bad. It's like, you know, thanks, Zen. I guess this is my lesson for tonight. Yeah. And those motherfuckers came back, man. Oh, I guess they... Have you ever done something like my break on it is have you ever done something and like an adrenaline rush and then you want to go back to the same spot to like kind of relive the memory? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not an adrenaline junkie though. Oh, okay. I, uh, well, I think, I think they were doing that. it. So they went seconds. They came yeah. back. But at this, this point, my face was pretty beat up already. It's like, it's so cheesy. Like if I tell you this, you're not even going to believe me, but I'm going to go for it anyways. So the second part, so, so they decided to like come back and then just like go at it for me again, right? But in my head, like yeah. I can't afford this anymore. I have to like do something, right? Yeah. Like right now, it's, I'm at a level of safe. If they continue further, I'm gonna be at not safe anymore. Yeah. So they have to go up the stairs. So when they came up the stairs, I just tweaked and I was just like, I told you my raging face. Yeah. I just went like that and I fucking Sparta kicked the first guy that yeah. came up. <laughs> Yeah. And I said, I'm not going to fucking do that anymore. Yeah. And then one of the guys just fucking came and I just punched him. I broke his nose. Yeah. It's probably like a, like, I bet you if there's camera, it probably looks something like this. 
Yeah. Like, it probably <laughs> wasn't pretty. Like, I'm not going to yeah. pretend like I'm like a fucking... But I was yeah. big. I was like a big guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably not pretty, but there was weight behind it and slobber on my face. Probably yeah. two different characters they've met before. Mm. And then afterwards, they, they stood up. And then they were like kind of shitting their pants. Then they sat beside me. And then they smoked me up. Yeah. And then someone said the, the cheesiest fucking line, cheesiest line in the world. And I, and I, I kind of wish he didn't say that because now if I tell the story, no one's going to believe it. And he goes, hey, man, I'm sorry. We might have won the battle, but you won the war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, that shit That's is... My, uh... Zen getting jump story. <laughs> it's it's totally believable in the sense that that fits into how humans behave. Is that at least, and I I always emphasize this in my in my school is that uh, in North America, in most places, not like Southside Detroit or those some of those places, but um, people are often full of shit, and it's ego and it's rage, and most people are fucking terrified. And when they're in their friends, they want to show off. And, and, and some cultures are going to be more likely to get violent for the sake of image than others. It's just reality. Yeah. You need to stop pretending like that's not the truth. Um, but they're just as terrified as others. And like, so in Krav Maga, like, if you feel threatened and you can't run and you can't talk your way out of it, you go fucking psycho. You, you, yeah, train, you, have you to. train the techniques correctly, but you go psycho. And that's that will win because unless you're going up against a trained professional and then it doesn't work anymore often. Uh, and, and let's cut the bullshit. There's not as many trained professionals to the level out there as everyone thinks there are. Yeah. Um, and if they are, they probably will avoid the situation. <laughs> they'll either avoid it or they'll have killed you already. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and if you actually show them, it's, it's just prey predator mentality. People pretend we're humans aren't animals. We are is if you show them, I'm not weak, fuck you, get out of my face. And, and I have a lot of stories like that, you know, growing up. I have a big fucking mouth. I still do. People get mad <laughs> at me all the time. The difference in the adult world is I'm not hanging around, you know, shithead teens trying to prove themselves. I'm hanging around adults who are just like, fuck you, John, I don't want to talk to you. But in the teenage world, it's like, uh, you know. You fucking say, said that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah, you fucking say that. And, and it's like, the, I'm like. I say this all the time. Like, I don't know how I didn't get jumped. And it's probably because in that moment, I always convince people just enough. Like, hey, you may be a better fighter than me, but I'm going to go nuts on you. Like, I remember. It's not going to be worth it. Yeah, it's not going to be worth it. And, and I think I convinced enough people because I picked from I mouthed off some people I shouldn't have. Like even, you know, under 25 or whatever is a few times where I mouth someone off and it turns out they had a gun on them the whole time. Uh, wow. And I got them. Now, good thing I knew that like people in Vancouver, like specifically, they don't pull guns unless they're really going to use it. Because once they do, it's a huge nightmare for them. Even if they just yeah. pull it out, they got to get rid of it and all sorts of stuff. But that's because I understand the culture here. That would not be the same in other places. <laughs> Somewhere else. Yeah. No. Right? In Mexico City, they'll just shoot you. Okay. Uh, you have to be aware of your It's so true. It's, yeah. it's like... I can like be all like act all tough because I feel comfortable in Vancouver. I know yeah. where it is. I know where I'm at, you know, and I have yeah. friends, phone calls. But if I travel, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm fat. Oh, yeah. I'll get out of here. I just don't. I'll defend myself if I have to, but yeah. not necessarily my ego. <laughs> my ego be, can screw yeah. up. <laughs> For sure. Got to be careful. No, I remember one time I got surrounded. They're, they're friends of mine, uh, as in I was friendly with them, but they're not friends of mine. 
Uh, I could say something that'll probably piss a lot of people off, but maybe I won't. But um, they had, someone had said I was trash talking them, right? And they're from, uh, let's just say they're, they're from an Arab country. Now, that, that's not an issue because we, like, I'm a Jew, they're Arabs. We actually had a mutual respect either way. Um, but, you know, someone had said I was trash talking them. And they, out of nowhere, they're like, hey, what's up? I'm like, hey, what's up? And they surround me. And I'm like, like, what's going on? Like... They're like, you said all this shit. And I'm like, no. I mean, I don't know if I did or did not. I can't remember. But I was like, no, no, I didn't. And then the biggest guy who must have been like 300 pounds, he like uppercutted me right in the solar plexus. Now, Fuck. he couldn't punch for shit. But he was a big guy. He's, he's a big guy and he's used to hitting people and having them drop. And I just looked at him and I was like, why'd you do that? And it kind of like threw him off. Like, what the fuck? Like. Most people go down. I'm like, and it's in my head. I'm like, thank God I've been working on my abs. <laughs> you know, like, it hurts. I it, can't let them know. <laughs> you know, it just threw them off. Like, you're not scared. I'm like, oh, I don't understand why you're getting violent. Like, what's the what's what's the problem? And then I talk my way out of it. But it's like if they and it wasn't him that was the dangerous one. Some of his friends who actually grew up in the Arab country, like as teenagers, some of the stories they told me, I'm like, they will be violent in a bad way. So I was like, thank you, God. Like you stopped him psychologically. Yeah, I stopped him psychologically because he hit me and that he's not used to someone just standing there looking at him. Got and then, the people who are supposed to be crazy, got them to think a little bit maybe. Well, no, the, the, the actual crazy guys actually probably respected me more than, than that guy. Um, yeah. And so thank God I had that kind of loose relationship with these people that they are like, ah, whatever, like it's not worth it, you know? Um, but if let's say they were people I didn't know and like knowing how crazy they could be, it's like, oh, fuck, like, you know, yeah. and like, crap, my God, self-defense is avoid the situation. So maybe don't trash talk people, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I still do that to this day. It's a bad habit. Uh, then try to talk your way out of it. And that's the Canadian way. Talk your way out of it. Talk your way out of it. The Israeli way is talk your way out of it. And when it's very clear, you can't fuck them. Uh, which is kind of what's going on there right now, but that's very complicated, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, that's where self-defense and ego is different than combat. Like, you may be able to kick the shit out of people, but, like, I can go on YouTube and find pro UFC fighters getting piped in the back of the head because they picked the fight with some idiot at the fucking gas station. I don't know if you ever saw that video I'm talking about. No, I saw that too. And yeah. it's, like... Fighting, like street fighting, is like everything is off, like off the like the rules. It's like, and then a lot of like luck and circumstance can come into play. Yeah, you know, like like the, my my thing is like, I hmm, where am I getting at here? So as a jujitsu practitioner, do I think BJJ? Okay, can I? Yeah, recently. You, you, teach never... to, you, you teach yourself to friends, Krav Maga, right? Can, it, do you think BJJ by itself would be good enough as a self-defense? Honestly, depends on the situation. The, okay. It, it, it uh, people have hard time contextualizing things, and they live in fantasy worlds. Okay, so if it's a one-on-one -on -one situation, and you know it's one-on-one, -on -one, sure, why not? Just like wrestling could dominate you. Now, it's like if, experience, right? Yeah, experience. Like, and if this person doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, like there's, I think there's that story of like Henzo Gracie tweeting while he's getting mugged and like kicking the crap out of them or something. Of course, yeah. if they're schmucks, of course. Um, but 
if you walk around saying it's going to work in self-defense in all situations, you're being an idiot and it's dangerous, right? So let's take a good example is women. Now, I teach Krav Maga and I, could, I can teach Jiu-Jitsu. I encourage women to do both, right? They need to do both because, and it's not specific to women. It's uh, smaller people. Just because of physics, the chances of you ending up on the ground even accidentally is higher. So the higher your skill to control someone on the ground who's bigger than you, the better you can survive. Because we all know someone much bigger and stronger has gotten on, uh, on top of us, even if you have higher skill, and sometimes you're stuck. Now imagine they're punching you in the head. You do need the grappling skills to get out there. So I, I'm, I uh, had been doing Krav Maga for a few years. I did a seminar with Luana Alosger, uh, multi-time world champion BJJ black belt and I just watched her like destroy a bunch of black belt men bigger than her and she's used to that uh, and it's like oh like what happens if someone's bigger than you gets on top of you and what happens if someone better than you gets on top of you you're in deep trouble and Krav Maga for a long time did not really do too much they do ground stuff but not they're not good at it because yeah. of the attitude of don't go to the ground. 100%. Don't go to the ground. Don't go to the ground. Avoid it all you can, but let's not pretend like we won't end up there sometimes. And so I was like, I need to get better at ground stuff because my grappling was shit. Shit. Now my grappling is better than my stand-up by a long shot because uh, I do <laughs> so much jujitsu now and I barely do it. It's just fun. Stupid yeah, jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. And it depends. So like, uh, like... I get annoyed at jiu-jitsu people or grapplers who are like, I'm going to teach a self-defense seminar. Here, I'm going to teach you a triangle. And you're going to get that girl yes. killed. Okay? You're going to get that girl killed because triangles are hard. They're technically difficult. And uh, to be effective at them, you, that girl needs to do it for 5, 10 years to overcompensate yes. for the fact that they're big. So I'm not saying you can't use a triangle in self-defense. Obviously, a black belt jiu-jitsu woman who's been doing it for 10 years is going to be able to affect, be effective in self-defense. But physics matter. As soon as those strikes come in, she better be so good at, at jujitsu. She knows how to control their hips and body. Uh, do you still hear me there? Yeah. So uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's pause. Okay, we got cut off there. I think I was talking about women in self-defense and jujitsu. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and so it gets very complicated. Now, back to that story with, like, Olana, I, uh, I realized, okay, if you have a blue belt level of jujitsu, and you've been doing Krav Maga, you're probably good. Because at a blue belt, unless they're Gordon Ryan, you can hold off even a black belt for 30 seconds, at least. Yeah, yeah I hope so, as a blue belt. Uh, you should be making them work for it a little bit, which is enough time in Krav to like, hey, now I'm going to upkick you in the face, or I'm going to grab your nuts or punch you in the groin. Now, uh, on the other side, Krav Maga people are a little delusional, where they're like, I can just stick my finger in your eyes. Well, it depends on the, their rage level and their skill level, because as soon as they realize what you're doing, they can do it too. Like, imagine fighting Vanderlei Silva, okay, on the street. Like, uh, I could poke him in the eyes all I want. He's going to fucking axe murder me, <laughs> metaphorically, you know? Uh, so it's all about the situation. Uh, and, I like and, that. That's yeah. the you know, it's complicated. I get I get in debates and arguments with black belts all the time, and they just think I'm being an asshole. But I'm like, listen, man, I think you're being delusional. And then you talk to, like, special force black ops guys uh, who have combat skills, and they may be the most physically gifted, mentally tough motherfuckers out there. You bring them on the mat, and they get slaughtered because the, the engagement is different, right? Yeah, they, they have to follow rules, different yeah. rules, different yeah. games now, right? Yeah. So I like that attitude. 
I think the problem with most, and, in, and you, you called it too, my, this again, this is my worldview or like my yeah. opinion, right? I'm, I'm, I just have to be like careful because we're internet and I'm only a brown belt. Say so. whatever you want. Yeah. No, I know, but I'm just future protecting myself of like not yeah. everyone else, but how much I would cringe at myself in the future. Oh, yeah. That's a fair <laughs> point. <laughs> right? Um, but the way I see it, it's like, I, I'll start with this. Like in the beginning, I got to jujitsu uh, suck up. That's yeah. in the beginning, right? Like, you see the flesh, something else for, you know, karate and crap. My God, you're all garbage. Only thing you use the best is the jiu-jitsu. That's my interpretation of my old self believing that. Yeah. And then, and then my oldest, I guess my teacher for like the one thing I know the most is so cheesy. It's like sleight of hand magic, right? Yeah. And then sleight of hand magic like teaches me there's like, again, like levels like levels to this shit and then there's like and how you perceive stuff so for me like i guess in the beginning i thought jujitsu was a shit and i thought if i can just teach jujitsu and then everyone can work but then after a while you realize it's like like life is not like that like it depends on the person i would trust somebody how you said if they do jujitsu for five years at least right because mm -hmm. that means they've had enough like experience to improvise a situation yeah like, I don't really believe in, I never believed in like learning a step. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like when do this, do that step. I'm like, that's never going to work in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's totally fair. It's, it's, and that's, I think that's a valid point, whether it be Krav Maga or, 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 or anything you, and any self-defense. If you can't improvise in the moment, you're not at a good enough skill to be able to defend yourself. To, to use it. Yeah. I teach everyone like, listen, I'm not there to whisper in your ear. Now do combo A1. Yeah. <laughs> Like if you can't think for yourself in the moment, it doesn't matter what you learn from me. You're fucked. Like yeah, people and, hate and, and you got to pick the right one because there's yeah. gonna be like different variations of it, right? Yeah. So like I thought jujitsu was the way because you can improvise and all that stuff or making stuff. But in reality, but then but then now that I've been doing it for like just living life a little longer. I mean, that's not how like life works. And as a magician, in a, I got to a point where I only wanted to fool other magicians. So right. I have tricks that only fool other magicians. But guess what? Yeah. They're like really boring to watch if you're not a magician. Yeah. Then I, I have to go to a level and ask myself, who am I going to entertain? Another magician or just an average guy? Yeah. <laughs> the average guy who cares about the other magicians, right? Yeah. Like you're just a nerd if you do that. And then, and then that kind of got me thinking, same way for, for jujitsu, I mean, for martial arts. I'm like, okay, you know what? Like the jujitsu, like I'm defending myself against a guy who knows how to fight. Yeah. But then, like, like traditional martial arts, they work, I think, for self defense to a point. If the guy takes, if the person studying it, this actually does it seriously, mm. right? And also understand that when they're you're, they're defending themselves, it's usually against not another magician, not another martial artist, but a lay person yeah. who doesn't know much about combat. Yeah. I saw this video of like, 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 like this guy like not doing. <laughs> this is African guy who's just doing like, like make believe Kong crane style, and he just yeah. knocked the crap out of the guy knocked him out and it worked and then like my my thing is like i genuinely believe it's up to the person no matter what style it is and then and, and how seriously they take it and I, and I think no matter what style it is if they're able to take it to a point where they can improvise yeah then they should be able to defend themselves again this is just my limited i'm not a martial arts it sounds on point to me <laughs> i'm just like a, a jiu-jitsu nerd 
that's been jumped once. <laughs> that's yeah. my self-defense like yeah. expertise, you know, like well, but you like know, it's like this. If you look at the, and people people hate history nowadays, it's a shame. It's uh back in the day we didn't have the internet. Back in the day I had to walk fucking, you know, a week to get to the next village over. Who's gonna do that unless it's an absolute emergency? Because a fucking tiger could kill me on the way. And so People were limited by the experience of their local place. So in martial arts, yeah. sensei, I learned this, and they had no real of uh, of testing it out. You know, that's what we're seeing nowadays. You're really starting to see the styles that work and don't work because they're being tested. Out, tested, yes. You know, and you're seeing style. And sometimes, yeah, you'll get a karate guy who comes in, you know, side stance like Wonder Boy Thompson and does really, really well. But they, and then they'll be like, you see, it works. It's like, man, he's the exception to the rule. Go fuck yourself because the rest of you keep getting your ass kicked. Right. He's just physically talented. Yeah, he's gifted. Uh, And and I think, you know, people have a hard time understanding that, that I'm sorry you wasted your life on something that's not very practical. Now, if you want to fall back (laughs) on to, hey, I like it for the the lifestyle and I like it. It makes me feel good. Fine. That's cool. Great. But don't pretend that it's going to go be the next UFC champ when the statistics and the numbers at this point in 20 years or whatever the UFC are consistently showing the styles that work the best. You know, boxing, kickboxing, yeah. wrestling, jujitsu for the most part. And if you get really good at that and you train for that, well, now it's MMA, right? But on the street, if you forget about, if you're really good, you forget, hey, they could have a weapon. Hey, they could have friends. Hey, I might have to kill them. If you forget these things, those skills could actually be a detriment now because you're thinking, you have oh, confidence that you don't fight. need. Yeah. And it's, and like, it's not. I, yeah. And everyone carry, well, not everyone here, but a lot of people carry weapons, right? And it's like, it, you, we don't think about it in Vancouver because a lot of people don't here. Uh, you go in other Philippines, a lot of you have knives. And if you forget about that, you're in trouble, right? Yeah. Um, I've, I, when I went to Philippines, I trained with Alvin Aguilera. He's kind of neat experience. And he's like big and he brought jiu-jitsu in the Philippines and he runs one of the big promotions there. Yeah. He talked about like knife fighting and he's just like, if you're going to bring the knife out, understand it's like, you don't fuck around. You don't mess around, man. Like people go crazy. Oh yeah. Now I'm going to take a a huge, huge limb here. Uh, Are you a Filipino or are you mixed? Yeah. Filipino. Okay. (laughs) By accident, right? But I look like, yeah, yeah. I I didn't think you'd get offended. Some people do. How dare you ask me? Hey, Lan, I just, I'm curious about what's going on here. Like, I'm proud. Like, yeah, it's like, do you know how many times I have to explain the whole Jewish thing? Okay, it, it's it. All it does, if someone's genuinely asking, don't get offended. But if they're asking, and you can tell, are they being ignorant? Like they just think stupid shit, or are they being racist? There, there's a very big difference there's, between yeah. them. You know, <laughs> you can tell by the person too, right? Yeah. The racist one will have a smart. They already knew the answer, yeah. and then you'll just get an idiot like me who's just like, I, I just honestly don't know. Yeah. <laughs> And people, I, I get annoyed if people get offended by that. It's just like you're an idiot. Like I don't. Want it. I'm just curious. Whatever. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty good at guessing, because I think I'm cultured. But uh, I'm sorry, a lot of people aren't. And so it's hard yeah. to tell with some people that are mixed, you know. But anyway, I'm tricky too. I, I confuse Filipinos too, man. They don't even yeah. know. It depends. And you know what? I like it. <laughs> North Island, South Island. Where are you from? You know. <laughs> no, but where are you? but yeah i know it's like yeah in the philippines my under i've never been uh one day 
my understanding is a lot of you love knives and they will use them and they go crazy and it's a very different thing when you pull out a knife. And in North America, here's a cultural difference. A lot of places they pull out a knife, they don't really want to use it. Using for scare scare people, yeah, but it's a scare tactic. In other places, no, they're going to use it. Uh, they're going to use it. <laughs> it's like for me, that's like a high risk scare tactic. I guess. I guess people who do that have no choice or cat or cowards. It's like well, yeah, it depends. You can you can frame it any different way. I think from a, in a Western perspective, is that if you're gonna pull something and you're not willing to use it, you shouldn't have pulled it. Yeah, I, that I, I would apply the same to police. Like, stop using yeah. a tactic. Speaking of police, use. I think everyone has been saying that, and it should just be mandatory. Why don't, why don't they just make it like you got to be blue belt at least, or if not yet, you should be able to aspire to it. Politics, that's the answer. <laughs> but I'm also like, I'm easy for me to say. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to think from the other side. Like, um. Like I, I, I don't. I'm not in a situation where people might constantly pull a gun at me too. So like, it's easier for me to like to talk other thing. But it would only make sense, you know. You'd think like our in like self, like you know, like you think our law enforcers should be like trained professionals. Yeah, <laughs> like you think they should be. I think like, nobody disagrees with the fact that they should be trained professionals. It's the issue is the politicians don't don't want to spend the money and time, and they want to get ah. the absolute maximum results for the absolute minimum effort on their part because they don't actually care. The people making that's the true. They're out. They're only there for a certain time frame, right? And then when they're gone, you don't give a shit. But it's not even the cops. It's the people controlling the budgets and the people making the decisions. It's the cops. Of course, if I go to a cop like, hey, if I could give you the time and skills in paid, this is a big one during your paid hours to get the training that you need will you do it and most of them will say yes but what that's not what happens what most of it is we want you to go get training outside of your paid hours and okay, maybe we'll different. maybe we'll pay for some of your equipment or maybe which is not often like i know uh the border police cbsa get they will be covered for up to ten thousand rounds of ammo for practice time but it's on their own time and that's the big problem Even yeah no yeah that, you know to, what right? If that's your profession, that should be like, yeah, that should, and it's not like a, it's not like a passion profession too, right? Yeah. None of them are passionate about being a police officer. So it's just like a job. And I guess that's the problem. So I, you know what, like in, if it's a job too, if I have a job, I really would not want to spend any more time on my job yeah, when I'm not I, getting paid. And let's say BC is a good example where we live, like. If I go to a company and they're not providing the good training and I get injured, they're in trouble. Why is that any different for police officers? Uh, and the, it's just a, it's an attitude. And that's where it should matter the most, too. Yeah, exactly. They should be highly trained. Like, I, I believe in Taiwan, you have to be either a, a judo black belt or working on a judo black belt. You have to be quite significant. Or like Germany, to be an officer in Germany, it's a four-year policing program after you've already been like, hey, we take you, then you do like a four-year program specific for policing, which includes auditing, time, uh, and, and, and training and all this stuff. They treat it like a profession, like a real uh, journey profession. And here, well, in America's worse. It's like, hey, you passed this test. Hey, you did. Okay, go. And never receive training ever again. 
uh, and RSMP is not so bad, not as bad, but you, the politics and the decision-making is what's ruining it. Uh, you're listening to people on the street who know nothing about combat, yelling at your politicians about shit that they don't understand, and the politicians are like, okay. It's like, and now you're, you're seeing in Portland and New York, which had massive defund the police. Uh, I didn't get already. that idea, that, that yeah. philosophy too. I'm going to get a lot of hate for saying that, but I... It's I didn't understand it's that. It's stupid. Can, but, can I tell you my point of view yeah. on that? I just want to sure, express that. Over there. Yeah. There's people going to hate me on this, but like, I was, I was really upset when that happened. Yeah. I was just like, there's got to be something that's done because like from what it seems like, from what I, I'm, I could be wrong. I'm like not educated in this, right? I'm just a lay person. If you ask me to pick a card, I'll find it 100%. I can back myself up. For just for this kind of stuff, this is a lay person's like, uh, uneducated person point of view right yeah. but from what the news is saying in states at least whenever they personally for me i've always had good i've never had bad cop experience yeah i've been like a whole bunch of my friends got with mushrooms i was just honest with the cops i'm like hey i'm high as fuck i live over there it's my birthday they just laugh at me and then send me on my way like That's i've always had good cop ex- i've yeah. always had good cop experience right like, but, but I've also been pretty good at like not seeing a cop, but seeing the human being, yeah. if that's my superpower. So, but I don't, just, but, but from a person observing of what's happening, it's like whenever like, like a, a, a cop let his ego get to him, his punishment was like, oh, for your ego getting into you, your punishment is you get a six months vacation. Mm. What? Yeah. If I was a cop, I'd be like fucking up people all the time just to go, go hang around with my wife and family. You know what I mean? Just like, you want to go on a vacation, honey? Sure. All right. I'm going to be in the news a little bit, but I'm on paid leave. Again, I'm a lay person. I have no idea what's really going on, right? Mm. But but I think the people got mad and I got mad was because like there's no consequences here. Mm. It seems more like a reward. They're yeah. like, what? They're not working and then a paid leave? Yeah. Right? And then yeah. worse the lesson in that. And then so I was with the people like, you know what? We, there's got to be done. It's got to be done. But, and then, but then it got to a point where the cops were like, we'll listen. Like I saw a media and they stood down and they're like, we'll listen. What's happening? And yes, some of us are bad thing. And we need, there's got to be something to be done. And as a person, like, yes, because there has to be a conversation, right? We have to let them know like that's fucked that somebody's doing something. The reward is like, it's like, um, paid leave maybe like yeah. there has to be consequences in the union or some shit like that like maybe the head guy you, you, you said to... something in america in particular and this is where i get in trouble i hate unions they're corrupt they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing in america the police union is a fucking problem like, that's what i'm saying so it's like i heard i read somewhere too i could be wrong not as educated guy that yeah. like the, the city pays for that kind of shit when they get sued i'm like shouldn't like that go to like the head union guys fucking like budget their money i'm sure if we threaten their like their money they're gonna yeah. tighten shit up yeah like 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 um if someone was if i'm like a teacher like and teaching like whatever someone's threatening my place to teach somebody i'll be harder on my fucking students i'm like you guys better not fuck around and lose <laughs> my fucking privileges you idiots yeah. and yeah. i'm pretty sure if we do that to, to the head guys like if i'm the head cop and i'm like you son I worked so hard to get us all in here so we can all go to Disneyland and you have this punk over here just shooting up people because he's insecure and doesn't have his shit together. Yeah. We need to do something about that. But that's not going to happen. They're going to defend themselves because you got to protect their money. And then guess what? At one point, we're going to have a conversation. We're going to let them know, yo, like, 
I felt. This is how I felt from like just observing the media. Yeah. It was going to happen. But then people, now the, the people who like just wants to rob shit and then they just like, I'm young and I went to university and I need to do something <laughs> with this shit. And then they just go ham. And I'm like, yo, there was, the point was to have a conversation. Yeah. The point was to have a conversation, not to ego battle. Like uh, maybe I'm just old. Maybe ego battle is like a young man's thing and they're young and that's what they want. And I'm like, no, the point was to yell, to yell. The point was to let them know, hey, listen. And right when somebody's going to listen, you tell them to fuck off. Like I'm just saying that because I would be the kind of guy to be like, okay, okay, you know what? You're right. I'm going to put my dick inside my pants and I'm going to put my fucking zipper up and I'm going to go listen now. Yeah, and then and, and it genuinely listen, and then it's gonna be hard to get me here. But now yeah. I'm gonna listen, yeah. and then the first thing that comes out of your mouth when you get me to listen was like, "Fuck off, be funny, you're stupid." Yeah. Guess what? My fucking zipper's going back down, and my dick is going back out, and this conversation is over. And that's what bugs me about this black like, dude. What's the point? The point was to have a conversation. The yeah. point was to better things. It has now become an ego thing. It's not become like, oh, I got this rage in me. You gotta get out. I'm right. I'm right. And I gotta do this thing to you. Eye for an eye. Yeah. Great. No one learned. And guess what? You're gonna be the old person next, and the younger generation's gonna do that shit to you or whatever they feel. That's my rant. I'm sorry. I no, just, it's good. It's good. I don't get it. It's just like, and kind of something off. Like, 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 I think even here, that's my thing for my Facebook. That's why I've been loud on Facebook too. Mm. I guess I just want to find the middle ground. I just don't like it when people go, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Because right now is the time to just like, yeah, say fuck. I like it. It's fun, you know, but it's different to like say, express yourself. But it's different when you just call somebody idiots or names or whatever, because there's no more conversation. And I think right now, right now, like it's so important with the COVID and with all these like social things going on. Like conversation is essential, not like talk, not like here's my point of view and what's your point of view, not debate, not who's smarter, but like actually find out where I'm coming from, where are you coming from, what's the conflict, and let's actually deal with this. But I'm not getting that anywhere. I just get you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid, and all fronts. Yeah. Well, and, uh, on my Facebook page, I'm certainly like you're stupid, but I I'm willing to have conversation. If someone wants, to have a conversation. Here's the thing. I don't meet very many people who can have a conversation anymore. And, That's and the thing of, too. Yeah. And part of the reason is there's so much information out there. If you even have a fraction of the information out there and you start talking to a person who just thinks they have a fraction of the information and you start, that Hey, did you know about this? Hey, are you aware of this? Did this thing factor into your decision? And they're like, Ugh. and then the ego kicks in that they realize they didn't know shit and they're screaming on the internet. Now the police thing is, is it's, I think a, a simple way of explaining it is humans like black and white. It is not black and white, literally no. and figuratively. It is never black and white. There's so much. It will never be black and it white. Will never be, and if you're not going to have the conversation outside of black and white, we're not going to actually have a conversation. So uh, on the police side, they need better training. I think anyone who's a brain, they need better training. They need better selection. And there are the cops up there who genuinely yeah. want to do good too. Uh, the People media, can accept that. The media is just stirring the pot. And anyone who thinks otherwise is, is being deluded. Uh, the, the, Facebook the, the, too. Yeah. Everything. Well, Facebook is a different animal. Let's talk, let's talk mainstream media. Okay. They are stirring the pot. 
Now, if you understand, so in order to talk about what's going on in the world today, I need to understand what's the history of the media. I need to understand the history of the police. I need to understand financial stuff. I need to understand a bit of, like with COVID, of biology. I need to understand the racial tensions. I need to understand this. See how complicated it gets? And most people, it's so overwhelming. Now, I'm a person that looks into this, and that's where I get frustrated because I'm, I'm looking at all the, all the little pieces. And I can actually talk about the entirety of the conversation, at least from as much as I've learned. Yeah. And then when I'm talking to most people are only coming from one perspective. So in order to talk about the police thing, we got to talk about the media and how their funding has been going. Well, guess what's happening in the media in the last since the Internet? They've been losing money nonstop, constantly. And you've been seeing the de de deterioration of media from news and information to clickbait. So we need to talk about that as part of the problem. Yeah, I noticed right? that not too, right? It's just, and they're on. not getting their money anymore. Right. And then we need to talk about, yes. And this kind of shit sells, right? Yeah, it sells. That's and what I we, watched the news. Yeah. And then you talk about Facebook and the media are hiring marketing psychologists to know how to hack your brain. They don't give a shit about you. They know how to hack your brain as far as how to present, to get the click, to get the thing. All they need you is to click. They don't care if you read the story because they get the click, they get the money. Right. Oh, so it works. And the suckers get me all hyped up too and shit. Right. And then by the time 1 p.m. clicks, I go, what the fuck did I just yeah. do? I felt like I've been like puppeted. Yeah. Yeah. Now then on the other side, now let, I'm not black. I didn't grow up black. I, whatever. Can we be honest about who's killing black people in America? For the most part, it's black people. It's according to the FBI statistics. It's according to the city statistics. It's according. You, you don't see that talked about anywhere. It's game now, over now. I mean, you yeah. will never walk. <laughs> now, if you want to take us. Yeah, I'm natural. Everyone knows that. Listen, I'm more center center right politically for, for the reason that I believe in small government but I'm open socially and drugs. I'm open to that stuff based on evidence. Now, if we want to talk about the left-wing attitude of, well, why are black people experience violence? Well, this is actually a universal thing. It's any place in any world, in any ethnic area, no matter the race, color, ideology, period, it's irrelevant. If you have no education and no money, it's more likely to be violent. 100%. And Philippines. Every country, it's the same thing. Yeah. Right. I guess we're just race. It's yeah. Just, that's what it is. The only benefit of other other countries coming from is we're not as multicultural. So like it's just like. But, but what does that even mean? Because like when I was living in Israel, in many ways I felt more multicultural there than here. Because I grew up in Richmond, man, and it went from one type of uh, culture to it's basically Chinese culture now in Richmond. Except for some reason, they keep electing white guys to run the city, which I think is hilarious. Uh, either they don't trust their own people or <laughs> I don't know what Chinese it is. It's, it's weird. Um, but it's like, it's, it's the, start, the conversation is not being had that we need to talk about all the things on each side that are problematic and we need to fix it. Like, uh, I think, you know, yeah, go on. go on. No, 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 just say something. Yeah, it's just like during... If we want to be honest, is during COVID, because of the teachers' union shutting down the schools in America, they don't know where 30% of the black kids are anymore. So don't talk to me about you care about education if during COVID you've lost track of these kids. Well, I can speculate. They're in gangs. They're on the streets. They're fucking around. I don't need the data to, to take a wild guess what those kids are doing now. Well, you yeah, know they're not you need getting... something to do at that, yeah. those age. You need to belong to something. Yeah. No matter what that education. is. I know that much. They're not getting an education, and that's what'll solve the problem. You know, uh, any country that educates gets better. Period. 
That's just a fact at this point. And, and so like the police violence is we need to talk about that. That yes, police are not trained. They need better training. They need better selections. You need to fucking fund them so they can do that. Because if I'm a high quality person with high quality skills, I don't want to do that job for the amount you're paying me and the way you're treating me. That's how everyone treats them now too, because how that's how the, the media and Facebook and everyone treat, teaches them how to treat them. Make their job fucking hard. Yeah, it's, like, it's a nightmare. Do you, do you know what I mean by that? Where like people are just purposely being con confrontatious just yeah. to be confrontatious. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm like, maybe there's like a time and place, but people are like stepping over to the uneducated and ego. That's why. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, have you been to university all? No, Don't I'm not a it. smart man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I went, I went because like uh, I, I chose to do psychology because I'm like, I want to see if the things I think about humans are true based on what's out there. What I got out of university was the state of science is not what we think it is. It's, it's a lot of ego, a lot of bullshit. Uh, they're indoctrinating people in the universities now. They're not teaching. So this is my education is here's what we know. Here's the best of our knowledge. Here's how we find more knowledge. Go be better. Indoctrination is this is what we know. If you think anything else, you're a fucking racist. Right. And what is that I learned, why everyone's leaving university like that? Like one way. <laughs> because people are hungry for knowledge and education and that's not what they're getting at university. And so a lot of kids come from broken homes and have mental health problems and they're learning about mental health all of a sudden in university because it's a new thing in human it's a new thing we didn't really understand it before and they're that's why they talk it's about the amazing safe part space. learning about those kind of stuff yeah and they're like, oh, it's, yeah it's a safe space you need to make a safe space for me it's like no i need to give you the skills so you can be an adult and survive but that's not what's yeah. happening in universities because they're a business they want your fucking money they don't care about education anymore if they piss off the students and the students leave, they lose the money. I learned that too going to a local university. They cared more about bringing in more students and bringing in more money than they did actually about developing the fucking programs that they had at their university, right? And it's, the system is collapsing because it's not about education. I don't know if it ever was, but it's not about education. They're not educating people. They're brainwashing people. They're making people believe dumb shit. It's all about social stuff. It's a giant mental health crisis and nobody is having a fucking conversation about what we actually know. Can I rant something on that sure, kind yeah. of point? Yeah. It's like, like all those people graduating now thinking like we never did anything in like 90s about racism and whatnot. Like we were so anti-racism and like you're, you're around the same age. You're like 90s kid, right? Are you? Yeah. 34? Uh, yeah, yeah. Born in 87. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know, when I was watching TV and whatever, like, like the whole media was all about empowering women and stopping racism. Yeah. yeah. Right. And being free, like, like, and I think we're doing pretty good at that now, but like, and I think it was harder back in the day too. And yeah. I think now people are just like acting like we're like hardcore, like it's still hardcore out there or like, obviously there's still like a lot of like racism and what, whatnot that needs to be. And like, you know, feminism and sexism, I don't want to mention that, I want to get killed for this, right? But like, it's, there's a big battle, but people are pushing it more than it should be. You know who I feel sorry for? 
like like the old school LGB community. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they you have know, I've hard. had some conversations with some and they're not happy. They are not like, happy. Like right they've now. had it hard. I was watching a show with my mom, right? It's just a whole bunch of Filipino like uh like for I guess in the Philippines for me when I'm growing up like gay like it's acceptable, right? Yeah. Nothing bad. It's just normal. Yeah. Right? And I guess the, the the people who I grew up who are gays and they're very powerful people by the way. They're like my role models. Yeah. They're you don't mess with them. They're gangster. They know their stuff. They're cool, right? Yeah. But like like they made fun of themselves but but you know like you know like but you have respect for them right but even them are watching a show some of them they're talking about they're being corrected by the young people yeah it's like you motherfucker <laughs> like, you don't know this and you don't know that and, and then one 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 of the guy was just like when they do that to me i go yeah yeah of course you're right you're right because they're just confused now and but the, but the way I look at this i feel sorry for them because in the beginning they had harsh they yeah. really did fought. There are really bigoted people out there, not even like yeah. close to supporting, like yeah. hardcore bigotry going on. And they really had to fight for that, right? It, they were really oppressed. Yeah. And now you got this younger generation oppressing them for like having their point of view. I remember there's a video where like someone was like making fun of George, someone like said like boy George, someone like said oh, something boy to George, boy yeah. George or something like that. I'm like, Idiot, you guys know what this guy's been through, man, in the world back in the day where that wasn't okay. He went up there and he did his thing. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, chameleon. Red, gold, and green. And then, and, then, and then guess what? He didn't go out there and go, hey, accept me. He just go, I'm going to make the best freaking music there ever was. Yeah. I just happen to be like this. And if they love my music, they're going to have to accept me. And I, I guess I'm all for that strategy. I'm, I, I don't really like to, I'm Filipino or I'm this and you have to respect me for that. I'm just like, I'm going to be whatever I am and I'm just going to shine at one thing. Yeah. And then whatever it is, that one thing I'm going to shine, I'm going to let my shyness go through. And then you go, hey, see that? This is from this weird motherfucker, yeah. apparently. And I did this amazing thing. Yeah. What do you got to say now? And, and I don't know, that's how, that's, how, that's how I like to win things over. Like that's how someone would win me over. If someone tells me, follow it because it's like this. First thing I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. But someone's like, here's you might think i'm weird but here's this amazing thing i did and i'm like can't fucking argue that man because that's yeah. fucking amazing and it's like yeah you still think i'm like this i'm like of course not motherfucker you did that amazing thing and then that's what i did i said george but boy george did and then rupaul and all that jazz and like like like, like i'm a big fan of like the rupaul i watch it with my girlfriend a lot the yeah. trey grace sick i love it and then we we're watching the legendary show it's like a fucking like kind of like the 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 folk style dancing i love it right but like yeah. but now people like i i see the younger generation like they're getting like ah oh, they're attacking like they're super oppressed and then they're attacking like the oldest pioneers that gave you permission to be yeah. like that yeah. so that's my my thing i'm just all about for being yourself don't don't over push like i don't i don't believe in fighting for something so important and then turning it into a trivial battle. Yeah, and I think that's what's happening. Yeah. And then you're fighting people who actually genuinely fucking yeah. fought to get you there. I know, right? <laughs> like I have a friend who's bi, openly bi, and uh, uh, he was telling me, he's like, he, and I've met a few, like they're annoyed at the younger generation. He's like, you think you're oppressed, motherfucker? I was almost beaten to death in a bar. What the fuck are you talking about oppression, right? Because he was around bigoted people at a bar who found out, hey, he's bi, they overheard his conversation and they beat the shit out of him. 
And he's like, you motherfuckers don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're not fucking oppressed. If you can get up on a float and dance around with your dick out, he was pissed. Yeah. Like, you know, what he was telling it's, me, he's like, this is ridiculous. Because um, my thing is, like, it's a very important battle. It is because yeah. there's still it's still part in other people's heart and we have to get rid of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I'm I'm all for just like find your happiness and you go through whatever the fuck you want to find your happiness. Right. Yeah. And don't let, just as long as your happiness don't intrude on other people's happiness. Oh, That's my sure. philosophy. Don't you be know? a Karen. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'll back you up. Alone. <laughs> but like, but like there's people who are just educating for educating sake. Yeah. that's what bugs me especially at very important subject matters because what happens is like it's like here's the thing a lot of people are on their side <laughs> but when do you do that game, though. it's a social game it, and 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 what it is is everyone wants to fit in and here's the thing you are not you not you anyone you are not fucking special until you do something special get your yeah. head out of your ass okay yeah like people just like you're special that your mom loves you and we can't yeah. take that away from it and she has every right to yeah. you know <laughs> Yeah. Show the but world that's you're about it. Shut the fuck up, basically. <laughs> that's powerful because my mom loves me, and that's the most important thing. But yeah. there's, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I I get in shit for this. Is I I really don't like positivity for the sake of positivity. I don't really like telling students that if you believe and you do, you can be the. Best. It's like no, like especially in physical things. I can try my best to help you be the best version of you. You can, but that does not mean you're all of a sudden going to be a magical special fairy beating Gordon Ryan. That is not happening. And people are so delusional. Like you, if you walk in the door and you steamroll everyone, I'm like, oh, okay, mate, let's, we got something to work with here. But if you come in and you're like me or you, and it's like, okay, yes, it is true. If me and you hit the gym every day, we're in there for three hours. We put in the work, we will get better and we will start crushing people. We still may yeah, never like be. We may never be the Gordon Ryan. It's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But, that's, but that's true because that's, pro you, you're actually doing something. You're, you're opening up a path for progression. Yeah. I suppose and, the and, other one is just like nothing. Door closed. Yeah. And, you're good. And, and, yeah. One, yes, you have to put in the work. If you do not put in the work, no matter what it is, uh, you're not going to get better. But there is for every person a wall where you're going to hit it. And it's going to be like, I will not be any better than this. And the hard part, for humans is to realize that now you'll you'll be better a little bit every day because if you keep doing it you will inherently yeah. get a little bit better and you're, you're going to refine but you hit that point of diminishing returns and this whole like positivity thing it's like because people like positivity it makes them feel good if you make people feel good about themselves they want to keep coming they want to keep doing uh but my perspective i come in from a like a real self-defense perspective i don't give a fuck if you feel good about yourself if you feel good about yourself and you get killed what the fuck use am i Right? What did I do for you? And it's a hard conversation to have because people are all about positive and don't don't talk negatively. Because in order to have these conversations, you're gonna have to make people feel bad about themselves. Um, it's gonna be uncomfortable, and people avoid that to the death because they want to feel special, they want to feel good, and they don't want to accept the reality of their world. If that makes sense. No, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like I'm in like in the middle thing. Like. I'm a big positive kind of guy, but I like yeah. realistic positivity. Yeah. That's I don't I mean. want like a delusional thing. My thing is like, hey, you know what? This is going to be a hard battle. And I'm going to throw in the, all the lamest positive stuff I have over there. But understand that this is going to be a hard battle. Yeah. Like, like understand that like, like 
there's some levels you're not going to reach. You can like work hard to break it, but it's the the, real, re, the reality is you got to work hard. Yeah. For sure. And, that's, and then, that's a given. <laughs> yeah, that's a given. You know what I mean? And I guess the positivity I'm giving it is just like <laughs> so you can survive through that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But there's but I want realistic too, realism. I and I think that's what a lot of people like are are, are they just a lot of people are just in a world of fantasy. And I think that's yeah. what bugs me in you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then fantasy of like being victim or fantasy of being the superhero. Like <laughs> no reality you know and then sometimes i think if you're the victim guess what you're not that much of a victim you're more powerful than you are and then the message for some of those people guess what you're actually not the shit you're just like everyone else and yeah. it's relative to the person and, and it's important for whoever it is to hear it it's not sound like a cop answer but i think that's the i don't even know what the fuck i'm answering i'm just kind of agreeing with you <laughs> well you know let me go on the other side is that yeah. uh a lot of people genuinely don't know what they're capable of and they need the encouragement to do it. So in modern world, if everyone's been sitting on their ass in an office, as an office worker, they'll believe I can't do this. Right. And so from that yeah. perspective, it's like, dude, have you even tried? You don't know that yet. So that yeah. kind of negative self-talk is bad. It's like if you haven't actually tried to see if you can do it, then that's not you, good. You lost. That's where, yeah, that's where positivity is good. What I'm talking about is kind of is like the delusional, like, ah, we need to be happy and positive and I don't oh, ever yeah. be negative and don't ever tell people that they're doing something wrong. And it's like, the no, they're not seeing the fucking world. Yeah. <laughs> but like I have students all the time where they don't think they can physically finish my tests, but they do because my tests are fucking hard for a reason. They're hard. And, I want and that's to more people. empowering too yeah. to be in that situation. And, and I'm like, I know you're not an athlete. You can finish this test. Just don't quit. Like that part, if people don't realize what they're actually capable of, but in order to realize what your limit, where that wall is, like, am I going to be a good or am I going to be in the middle? You got to do the work, but then you get like David Goggins, you know, David Goggins. Yeah. He's too much for me because I think he's going to get people hurt because I mean, he's hurting himself where he's like, just do it yeah. and go and just go. And you can believe and It's like, dude, you, you're going to get people killed with the the way he approaches stuff. Yeah, like like or like honestly, I would not want to like sacrifice a part of myself in a long term for a short term positive gain. You know what I mean? I can yeah. do that somewhere. I can do that something like I can do that some like with something else. Yeah. It's amazing how you can push people. I like to take that philosophy that extra 20% or something like that. But to just like tell people to go crazy and keep running and fuck your knees. Yeah. Yeah. It's stupid. Like I have bad knees. Like I actually, uh, well, people are always like, am I going to get hurt and cry? I was like, I hope not. I, I run a pretty. Nope, that is the best answer. I'm thing, like, but like, I pray you won't. <laughs> I, yeah. I hope not. It's, it's a physical sport. I can't like, I actually had someone get mad at me once. Cause I couldn't guarantee the, them that would, they would never get hurt. I'm like, dude, it's a physical thing. Like that's delusional. That's del and, you, and then, you, you know, you, don't play sports. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know, sports. right? As I've been more hurt from jujitsu, the gentle art, than I have from crowd. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, fucking jujitsu is a fucking lie. <laughs> but it's more to do with training partners. I only get hurt with the wrong people, right? If you're with the wrong spastic white belts or aggressive people, and, yeah. and to me, that's on the coach. The coach needs to pay, be paying attention. Hey, you two do, do not partner together. I don't want you two together. Like that kind of like, stuff. 
like that stuff too. I've been thinking about that too. Like I just for people who just like like just to help coach like a whole bunch of like different skill set and whatnot. It's sometimes you want to have you you have to come like I try. Like I, I I'm a mean coach. I have some big guys who I'm coaching and they I'm I'm all nice over here and stuff. And I yell, I'm pretty mean. But but a lot of those big guys, I trust them and I'm putting my name on them. Yeah. And I don't ever want my big guys to be crushing on the small guys. Yeah. First of all, you already have an advantage of being big. So put your ego aside. And then you, you're going to be, most of the time, you're going to be doing most of the attacking for the sheer weight of your size. Yeah. So, so be more technical. You are blessed with the physical body. I don't care if you're fat or not. You're actually yeah. blessed since you're in jiu-jitsu that you have your weight. Yeah. And then, and then be technical with that, and it's gonna play better in the long run. But like, I'm I'm pretty like anal on my students. And where am I going here? Jesus Christ! That's why I see making fool of myself, getting to talk for two hours. Ah, <laughs> um, like like I, hmm, we were talking about. I went on my like rant and totally lost track. We're talking about like um teaching big guys, right? Teaching big guys, putting their ego aside, and then getting better. But there was a bigger um, point to do all this: realistic and ego. Yeah. Um, training. Not training. Not overseeing. The walls. Yeah, I guess like I just if if I have big guys, they're, they're gonna hurt small people. Yeah. It because because like what's gonna happen is the small people is gonna be technical than them if they're better. And they're gonna use to like use all their weight and then be heavy. And then and, and then and then I don't want that on on for my guys. I like but by my guy, I mean like people pay me personally for one on one, like not just like a one off. But I'm talking about like like years. So pretty much, you've had some students like that too. Right? They're just in it. They're just oh, like yeah. your students, right? Yeah, yeah. So if I'm gonna brand somebody like oh, they're gonna be busy doing a student, I want them to be like not squishing small people and yeah. if they have to suck for two years i'd rather them suck for two years and be technical yeah but i guess i'm uh i'm saying that's a like conversation how do you do how do you handle those guys that are just rough i know there's some people who are just sort of rough and then they're the nicest people in the world that's what we're talking about training partners and injuring yourself yeah. well how do you have you this know, conversation as a coach when the like i'm, I'm asking I'm, I'm not i'm not sure maybe yeah, but my I, uh, experience. i'm pretty brutal about it Cause I'm like, listen, you know, for jujitsu, like, stop using your size. I'm not using my size. Yes, you are. I can feel it. <laughs> I can't, like, yes, you my... are. Stop bullshitting me. <laughs> like, if you're using tech, I'm telling you now. If you're a big person and you're actually being technical, you are gonna be much more efficient against me. I'm small, and my jujitsu is mediocre. So I know you're just using your strength because you're just squishing me. Why haven't you passed my guard yet? Yeah, you're big. If you're being technical, you should be passing my guard, you know. Yeah, and then and then they have and then if you're big, like my my thing is for big guys. Honestly, you they were blessed to to be more technical than the smaller guys for one reason, yeah. for offense at least. Yeah. If you take a big guy and a small guy to do to, to just if you look at their like if you can put their whole jujitsu journey as a white belt into a pie chart, yeah. you will find that this bigger guy's pie chart will be mainly mainly attacking. Yeah. And the small guy's pie chart will be mainly on the defense. Yeah. Just because of how it goes. Yeah, if right. you're a big guy using your weight all the time, what a waste that opportunity that you've that you've had to be to finesse and level up your attack to like a nice degree. 
because you have all this ability when you were starting out that you're on the attack. If you just yeah. waste all your time, like just sitting on your opponent and then, or just being heavy, 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 then you're really missing. You, you have this opportunity to, to, to try out more techniques and then, and then, and then like have it room for it to not like, you know, like a bigger guy, he can execute a, a, an offensive submission and he has more room to make mistake than a smaller guy. That's all I got to say. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like there's a guy at Budo, and uh, he's like I don't know, fucking six, three, four, two sixty. Uh, and when he first came in, uh, I could mop the floor with him because he was just using his weight. Now he's getting technical. He's a blue belt now. Now he's getting technical, and it's like I gotta fucking work. Oh, and sometimes I'm just you. too tired. Like I'm just too <laughs> tired. On. And then at that point, like say he gets on mount, I'm just like. Okay, you're not fucking submitting me, motherfucker. I'm I'm just gonna stay there. Like you're not fucking submitting me. That's yeah. a defensive <laughs> thing, right? Um, T Rex keeps everything yeah. tight. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like if you're big and for jujitsu specifically, if you're big and you're being technical, then you should be. Unless they're at a high level small guy, you should be uh, doing quite well against them. Most often, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because of size and physics. Now. How do you get aggressive big guys not to be aggressive? Well, one way... That that is, they, they don't know that they're aggressive. Yeah. They're like the one, nicest guy in the world, yeah. right? Like The one way is, which will really depend on who's in the gym, is do you have a big guy who's high skill? Well, that'll teach them, but mo a lot of gyms don't have that. Uh, now, if they're not... If you can see they can control themselves, you can purposely put them with a smaller person that you know they're going to go like... Uh, like I don't, And then they have to learn to be technical because how do I roll with that smaller person without crushing them? But if they're a big guy who doesn't understand, like don't crush people, then no, you cannot put them with the smaller people. You're going to have to constantly yeah. put it on with the advanced people. All right, that's on the coach. It's like, do you really know your students enough to know who you can put? Because there are like some pairings. I'm like, no, you two are not going together because someone's going to get hurt, whether it be big and big or, or small and small. Now, Kramaga. Yeah, I, as a coach, I don't have a problem. If someone wants to do private lessons with me and is 260 pounds and spasticky, I'll do it for jujitsu. I don't want to do that for Karmaga. I'm going to get fucking hospitalized because of physics and they're bigger. And now we're talking about striking and I'm not going to sit there holding pads for you for half an hour where there's groin strikes involved if you don't know how to fucking control yourself. Like, I'm not interested in that. So if guys are too, too big, I'm like, no, nah, do, do the group classes and I'll put you with the big guys because I'm not... I'm not, I can, you got to think about your good. future. Yeah. Like I, 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 and I'm, I'm a mediocre martial artist. I'm a much, much better teacher. That's my, my expertise. I'm an instructor and I'll develop you over my skill set. And, uh, you know, if people are like, oh, you're being negative, John, you're really good. It's like, yeah, but I, I, I actually don't want to put all my time into getting better physically. Cause I like doing all this other stuff I'm doing. So I, mm -hmm. it's just a reality. Where you, where are you in your journey? Right. How old yeah, exactly. are you? And then where do you want to go, right? Yeah. And, Sometimes and I, the best teacher. athletes are not the best coaches yeah. because they're just natural. Yeah. Sometimes the best coaches are like the one that's were like, like, you know, not necessarily the best athlete because they had to grind. They had to get to the next level. Yeah. You know? Or they're driven. That, that's I, just I, my I, point of view, too. No, like, that's totally like valid. I, I, like, if you're driven you will, and you really want to do it, you will get better at to what degree is. Yeah. Up to the person, right? Person, time, age. Like, I, I want to be the best. I want to fuck Gordon Ryan up. I never will. <laughs> 39 years old, just yeah. battling of getting in shape is my main battle more than anything. Yeah. I believe in my jiu-jitsu. I think it's the shit. I think it'll get better. <laughs> but like, 
there's a limit, but I think I will produ produce better students than I can ever reach. That's, yeah. And I think I'm, gonna, I'm, at, I'm at that point. I want to be a better coach than a better yeah. jiu-jitsu player. And I think doesn't mean, I, I want to be like that mean, too. It's, I think it's a good way to coach, you know? Like I want, I still want to be the best jiu-jitsu player as I can. Yeah. I'm still going to try to get the, the thing. But in reality, recovering knee surgery, 39 years old, <laughs> you know, I'm better off being a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, uh, did you listen? I'm sure you did. Gordon Ryan on Joe Rogan. No, not yet. Like, oh, uh, oh. Should. It's good. Um, but he brings up a very, very valid point about coaching. Yeah. Atos versus John Danaher. What does Atos do? Well, Atos, and this is very common. This is not a jujitsu thing. This is just a people thing. Is that athletes who are driven and are physical want to go learn from the best they want because they need the challenge physically and so atos is just attracting top talent john danaher is coaching it right ah he's building people like and place, as a result like you know people are coming to him yeah so what you're saying one place the best is the best so they go there so all yeah. the other best go there. So a whole bunch of the best are already going just to sharpen each other out. Yeah. While Danaher is just like, all right, give me the motherfucking chisel and I'll chisel the shit out of this exactly. to create the, the artwork. While they're like, all right, give me the best fucking um, marble and the other like fucking marble stone. Just fucking throw them at each other. And <laughs> they'll produce their own artwork, which is, I guess, true in its own too, right? But that's, that's a good analogy. Right. One like iron sharpens iron. And then the other one is like an artist trying to intentionally with will, like a vision to create yeah. an exactly. art. You know, and, and if uh, I sometimes for Krav, I get really athletic people that just just destroy me. and they, they're not interested in Krav because it's not going to challenge them. They need to go be with the athletes. Yeah, because I don't have a lot of big students who are athletic and just driven like that because Krav doesn't attract that in, in North America, in particular Vancouver, because mm. big, strong, athletic people want to go to competitions. They want to be challenged. They're seeking, seeking, seeking that out. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Just yeah. they went to the wrong place. It's, yeah. I guess like your Krav Maga is like my magic. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I don't really care to fool other magicians. I can, yeah. I could do that with my jujitsu. I don't care. My, my objective or magic is to entertain a layperson and then show them like a, a nice moment for that split second. Yeah. And I guess my layperson, someone who doesn't do magic and Krav Maga, I guess from, correct me, right? I don't do Krav Maga. My, my knowledge of Krav Maga is only from like what I'm taking from you yeah. and my superficial YouTube knowledge, right? <laughs> so, but like from my, I take it, it's just like you're, you're, you're telling you guys, hey, you're not going to fucking knock out George St. Pierre or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. But if you took everything I teach you and then apply it with like 100% intensity, yeah. I guess, you should be able to defend yourself against this idiot that have no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And then get to survival and get out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, don't, I mean, the way I teach Krav is just slightly different, more from a structural perspective, because I do like uh, beginners, white belt, and then yellow orange. I have separate the classes and beginners is like, I'm introducing you to theory and concept and teaching you how to be aggressive and controlled aggression and giving you the basic techniques that work for the majority of the kind of self-defense situations that people see all over the world. 
And then in color belt, lower level, we start looking at the grappling, the judo, the boxing, kickboxing, a little bit of sport because it makes you better, uh, how to control people. And then at the advanced, the green belt and not midway up, I'm, I'm teaching you what you know, police are learning and how do I arrest people and how do I use Just to be more technical now. Yeah. It's if you want to level it up. Right. For most yeah. people, that's not self-defense. For most people, you don't even like, need to get to the level. Yeah. Most people, it's I need to realize don't be in this situation. Hey, punch him in the face and run. Right. Because again, if if you got some big giant guy attacking you and you've been training five years, they the big guy might still fuck you up. So you need to stun them just long enough to get out. Right. And it, it's, it's teaching people that it's, a, it's, it's actually one of the hardest things to make people understand because they've been watching YouTube or the movies. It's like, dude, yeah, if I go up against an MMA fighter, they're going to fucking kill me, okay? I'm not stupid. But if it's life or death, as I was saying earlier, they're not necessarily thinking about killing me. But if I kill them before they realize they can kill me, I win, right? Yeah. That's kind it's like of knowing what battle you're in. Yeah, it's a different mentality. Now, am I going to go around picking fights? No, because that's not self-defense. Um, I do occasionally get a student who's like, yeah, I got in a fight again. I'm like, okay, I just need you to take a step back and <laughs> yeah. ask yourself, again. Why, you, why is it again? <laughs> what are you doing? We're in Vancouver. Like legitimately, the only reason you get in fights all the time in Vancouver is you are actively searching for it. Yeah. They don't just pop out of nowhere even our shootings here it's all fucking gangsters they're not just premeditated shit like yeah well it's premeditative it's gangster but it's just like you yeah. stop with the bullshit if you're living in a city <laughs> where everyone is shooting each other all the time regardless of gang that's a different story but if you're in vancouver yeah. why are you getting in fights <laughs> no there should not be a gang unless there's yeah. like a four-year time gap behind that right yeah. <laughs> Like you need new friends, you need to make better decisions. Stop going to the club every week if you're getting. And if you're getting, in, I've been in clubs tons yeah. of times. I don't get in fights. So what the fuck yeah. are you doing? You know, that's probably like the best self-defense. Like the advice is probably gone. Is that? Yeah, it's, it's, that's what really matters. Um, so can I ask you a question? Yeah. So like, sure. let's say like a, like like a lady joins your your program, right? Mm -hmm. What would you like? When would you know? That you feel confident that they can defend themselves like like what stages would they be at and when you communicate that with them and then like it's a good question because like, i know some people yeah some, some people, people like who would just be like i've done this thing and then i've done that and like i can like it works and then just like Please do it for four more years. <laughs> for people, well, for people like that, you have to ask them. And again, people will get offended when you start prying. Is have you ever actually been in a violent confrontation? Because if they haven't, they're being a carrot, right? Um, what What's special about Krav Maga is is that whether it was intended or not, it's training people's nervous systems to be absolutely overwhelmed to get used to the sheer terror you're going to experience in a real violent situation. Because often people can know all the techniques, all they fucking want. But when real violence happens, people are often overwhelmed because it's so different than what they're... So Krav Maga, the aggression aspect of Krav Maga and the training methodology, the goal of it, whether the Israelis know how to explain it or not, because usually they fucking don't, is I'm training your nervous system to deal with being overwhelmed so that you can perform and survive. Now, again, physics. People, a lot of people don't like my teaching because I'm being honest with them. You're a hundred pound girl. You're not physically gifted. You can train with me for 10 years. 
And you may still have situations that you're not getting out of easily. But what I can tell you is the more willing you are to be violent to them, in most cases, the more likely they are to back off. However, you're a hundred pound girl doing Krav Maga. You've been doing it for 10, 15 years. You go down to Mexico City. I'm picking on Mexico City today. I don't know why. You say something to a cartel member. Yeah, you say something to a cartel member. How do you think that's going to go? A cartel member. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure like a 250-pound guy, MMA champion, says something to a cartel member. It would go the same way. The difference is that martial artist, that MMA person may just be like, what the fuck are you talking about, like Mighty Mouse? Like, leave me alone. Or they might yeah. deck you once and then they realize they're going to jail. That's not what the cartel member is going to do. They might rape you no. and torture you until they're bored and, and then family. kill you. Yeah. And, and you tell a lot of women this, or small men, small men too. Hey, man, like, what's going to save you is learning to be a fucking maniac. You, you train as hard as you can. You learn the technique as best as you can. You learn that you have a size disadvantage and you need to be a fucking psycho. But even if you're a fucking psycho, you need the technique. And for you, unfortunately, the size, you need to do this for 10, 15 years. And even then, you still might run into a situation against some monster. Like if you run, if I, me or you run into uh, the mountain from Game of Thrones and he's actually trying to kill us. What the fuck can we do against a guy like that? Without I'm going to have to go psycho mode. First, I'm going to accept the fact that I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's one way to I can, do it. I'm going to be like, okay, I'm dead now, but I'm going to be that fucking bullfrog for all my fucking fellow frogs out there or, or, or that puffer fish, you know? Like, yeah. I'm going to make this predator regret eating this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and with women, it gets really complicated and people don't like to talk about it because of the whole mental health, like uh, sexual assault stuff. But you, uh, people are sheltering people too much. Like, hey, man, it sucks that thing happened to you. Because whenever someone says to a woman, don't fight back, you'll just get hurt. I want to smack the metaphor. Like, I'm like, no, no, because now they're a victim. Now that person knows that they can attack them again and again and again. Yeah, go if fucking you, ham. Yeah, you go fucking psycho. And they, they, even if they were successful in whatever they were doing, unfortunately, it sucks. I'm sorry. But now they know better. They're going to they think twice. Yeah, now yeah. they know better. And they're going to stay away. And then they'll go and say to everyone, that girl is a fucking psycho. Stay away from her. And then they, all they have to do is be honest. No, motherfucker, you try to rape me? Of course I'm going to be a fucking psycho. But a lot of people don't want to. Like I, teaching Krav Maga and being around, I know girls who've been raped. I know girls who fought back. I know girls who didn't fight back. I know girls who've been raped multiple times. And the girls who've been raped multiple times, they're making, they're making a decision. And I, yeah, this is going to get me in trouble. It's the same concept. Now, if you grow up in a, this, I, I should clarify. If you're growing up in a household where the parents are doing it and it's a child, this is a very different scenario. I'm talking about adult women. They're now adults and they're, they, it's happened to them a couple times. Okay. Well, now we have to have the conversation. You're picking the wrong people to be around. You're trusting the wrong people. You're making the wrong decisions because a guy like me, I'm not going to rape you. Like what the fuck? I know guys out there who's like growing up their view of women and even though they're, they're, they respect women, but how they treat the sexual aspect is like, huh? Like what you just did. I think it's, I think that's rape. 
And sometimes yeah. the women will be like, eh, whatever. And if that's how the woman feels, okay. And other times they're going to be like, they raped me and this. And who am I to tell that person how they dealt with it? But the idea that it's always one way or the other is not. It's not black and white. As I said, some people can handle it. Some people can't. Is it right that that happened? Absolutely not. But all you can do is fight back and make it very clear to this person, I am not a victim. Fuck you. Right? <laughs> and again, I will always take a step back. And you don't always know because they say the guy is a sociopath or psychopath. You can't always know. It's too hard. Like, it's difficult. They're very good at faking it sometimes. Um, but it's like you got to if you get that feeling that I don't know about this person, don't go be somewhere alone with them. Hang out with them, with their friends for a long time. And yeah, again, sometimes guys are good at this. They're tricky and all of a sudden they're it's alone hard. and they flip. Right? It's hard too because I bet there's trust, right? And then yeah. if there's trust and then it's, it's like a weird thing of like, I'm starting to put myself into their psyche. Like if you trust them and then you're more thrown off than anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's a... It's a very difficult topic because as a man in this world, they'll be like, you don't understand. You're not a woman. You don't feel fear. And then first of all, my response is like, are you saying yeah, men feel don't fear. feel fear? Are you saying men don't feel fear? I'm terrified half the fucking time. Uh, again, I should have been beaten up. Is it the same as being raped? No. Why didn't I? Because I made it very clear I'm not a fucking victim. And then at the same time, I know women who it never happens to them. Why? Now, again, if you grew up in a household where there is an abusive situation in your child, it's very different. The psychology is very different. The child doesn't know any better, right? And, and they don't understand. And that's an abusive, predatory uh, situation. It's, it's very different. Okay, now you go to an adult. Like, there's this idea, oh, people who are sexually abused be, abuse other people. And it's like, statistically, that's not true. That's actually not true. It's a lie that's being told by Hollywood and the myths that we believe. Usually... People actually overcompensate for what their parents are. Most people who are abused as children go out of their way not to be abusive. Mm -hmm. Most of them, right? And so if we don't want, people aren't having these conversations, people will shut you down now because they'll say, you're, you're not accepting my truth. Like, what the fuck is your truth? I can look at all the data, all of it, yeah. and say, hey, I understand how you feel. Stop with this my truth bullshit. I'm sorry that happened to you. Let's do what we can so it doesn't happen again. And if it happens to you repetitively, it's no different than the guy who keeps getting in fights every weekend. What is going on? Yeah. Right? And, and yeah. now we can... What's this word again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a difficult conversation. I'm sure someone's going to yell at me for what I just said, but it's the truth. It's not... It is. It's like hard. Yeah, you know? I think people should just understand where the conversations is coming from. And then there's people out there who just purely wants to have an ego conversation or feed their ego. And there's people, I think we're in your same boat, we're, we're threading, we're trying to, it's very important to have this conversation and it's very touchy. Yeah. And then it can easily be, be the bad guy, but I think it's very important. Conversation needs to be had, obviously, because it's already sensitive. Yeah. And, and then- Most people don't, like they talk about COVID. Uh, I don't want to go too much into COVID, but- Me too, this, but like, this is yeah. important. <laughs> there's something wrong with what we're being told. There's something very wrong, right? And the stories aren't adding up. What we're being told is it's not making sense. And, and before people, oh, the science. Listen, man, there are a lot of doctors and scientists out there, a lot that are saying something is wrong. 
no matter what side of the story you're on, if we're not having the conversation, there, there is clearly some corruption going on. There is clearly some ego and there's a shit ton of fear. A shit ton of fear. Yeah. And people are, I noticed, and I got in trouble for this, me being myself in the martial arts community locally, I said, listen, guys, we need to stand up and say no. We all don't agree with this. And we're in BC. Like, if you understand BC, if you yell at the government enough, they'll, they back down usually. This isn't Alberta. This isn't Ontario, where they're being absolute fucking psycho authoritarian nut jobs. That's not even scientific at all. Where are all the people who are saying follow the data and science? You know what the data and science says? Don't fucking do lockdowns. What the fuck are you fools doing? This has nothing to do with science anymore. Okay? It should be obvious to everybody. This has nothing to do with science. But if we talk about it, a lot of people that I've talked to are like, I just, I, I just want to be left alone. I want things to go back to normal. They don't want to have the conversation. Because someone somewhere is controlling the narrative that even if I show you science and data and evidence, you are ignoring me, but I can't have the conversation or you don't want to have the conversation because you feel uncomfortable that you don't want to be socially ostracized. It's the same for, for talking about rape and violence, honestly. It's the same for talking about um, you know, the policing issue. It's the same for yeah. talking about what's going on with COVID. No, as you quite rightfully pointed out, nobody's actually having a conversation about this stuff. There are merits to both sides. Both sides have arguments that are valid and you cannot shut down uh, both sides also have arguments yeah. that are total bullshit i'll put and, that out completely. <laughs> and here's the thing too i think there's truth in both in any argument right and then and then like the thing is if truth on, on one argument doesn't mean that everything else is totally not true it's yeah. like covid is the weirdest thing my interpretation with covid is like this it's like a weird it's like how it's placed it's like we have to work as a team to make it work yeah but the two decisions to make it like right now are like so fucking opposite of each other yeah i think everyone genuinely wants best but the answer requires to be united but then the answer is like so separate from each other and then they're like and then everyone genuinely believes like whatever side they, they are is, is like right and then you won't even like go for like a conversation like my situation is weird i was hardcore caring in the beginning 100 percent. yeah but i was scared in the beginning because i was like um i did not want to give people up their excuses to play their fucking games that's why yeah and what, what right? kind of game i was a little bit of um i don't know you, you just With this COVID, like, I don't want to talk specifically or whatever. It's like, okay, my, can I tell you my history? Sure, a little bit yeah. background. Yeah, absolutely. My dad was a politician in the Philippines. He was on the Marcus side, right? And then, like, so I grew up weird. Like, my dad was 60 and my mom was 30 when he, they had me. So I'm that other kid. The other from yeah, the I other see. family, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, and I was raised, like, nicely. Like, like I... People had to suck up to my dad. So my nannies were like people trying to get into the politic games, right? Yeah. But like, I, you know, I asked my dad, like, you know, what's politician politics like? He just laughed and he said, like, don't do it. <laughs> but here's how people make money in their politics. And yeah. Philippines are very, very like, like rough version, but some pretty sure it's happening over here. Everywhere. He says this. There's a bridge. And there's a budget for that bridge. And it's 1 billion pesos. Yeah. Okay. 
now Marcus or some so-and-so is going to go, hey, you take that project. It's like, okay, perfect. I have this $1 billion bridge project. I don't have resources or equipment to make it. I'm going to pass this contract on to somebody. Hey, Fred, you want to take on this $750 million contract yeah. <laughs> to make this bridge? Fred's yeah. like, hey, I'm your boy. That's why you talk to me. We'll get that shit done. Yeah. Fred takes it. Fred goes, I need to get this bridge done. I don't have any subcontracting company. I'm just a governor or whatever. I know my friend Jason does. Hey, Jason, take this bridge. We'll get this bridge fixed for $500 million. Yeah. Jason's like, oh, yeah, I got my people. We'll be on top of this shit. So Jason's got that contract now, right? Now I'm going to get this. now. But then now eventually when it gets to like the people who are actually doing it, that budget is going to be like $100 million. Yeah. That's how you have like $300,000 hammers and shit like oh, that. Yeah. And that's like Philippines. That's like rough. Like we, they lack subtlety. Now imagine all the like the finesses and like the, the yep. techniques that they have. Like I'm just thinking as a magician, I can finesse a lot of people's perception in a controlled room. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you give me like fucking lots of employees and billions of dollars, I can pull some crazy fucking illusion shit, yep. man. Myself, just with my limited knowledge, give me a budget. I can make people fucking do crazy shit. Just like subtle hints of perceptions and here and there. I don't know. I'm just fucking seeing that. Like I can't really call it out, but like, but for me, who's someone who would like to make moves like that, like COVID is a perfect, place to make a lot of moves um, yep. perfect place to 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 make decisions for yourself perfect place to like make laws that'll be like oh you know what man it's we're having a hard time managing yourself maybe we should put this in a little bit the, just just so you don't say shit that's bad but let's yeah. manage the internet a little bit yeah hey let's stay home a little bit longer just just, just a little bit because we're covid yep. we're, see i'm like i believe in the virus i believe in that and then i don't I had to because of like my situation. I really did not know. And I'm with like, I take care of my mom and she's very sick. Mm-hmm. Right. So like just the cards I was dealt with, I had to follow 100%. But in my heart, I'm like, someone called this motherfucker out. Right. I'm dealt with a seven, two off suit. I have to fold this motherfucker. But if yeah. I had a fucking Jack, Jack, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like I have a King, King, King ace. I'm going to, I'm going to call this motherfucker. So yeah. like, I want people to call, but I folded. Yeah. So like, that's no, my, cause that's the, the card I was dealt. But now it's kind of like weird. Like now I'm like, oh, like my, my mind is a little bit, I'm still on the cautious side. Yeah. I bend the rules a little bit, especially yeah. all those freaking people from Alberta. Guys, stay at home, stay at home. They fucking go to Hawaii. Motherfucker. Yeah. I want to go to Hawaii with my fucking girlfriend, but I didn't yeah. have to fucking follow the rules. Yeah. Well, see, I, but now, now with this COVID, I'm like if I talk to someone who's really scientific and there are a few in the martial arts community who I think are just being arrogant prats, they refuse to acknowledge the corruption. There has never been a clearer case of global corruption. Now, if you're on the right and you're saying a pandemic, shut the fuck up. It's more like Hillary Clinton said, never waste a good crisis. This thing happened. They're like, sweet. Now we can play with it. We can on finesse, top of it. Said. He probably we had playbooks play. for like, of not this specifically, but a variation yeah. like this. Yeah. Now on the other side, if you're like, you need to get the vaccine or you're going to die. I'm like, shut the fuck up. That's not at all what the science and data is saying. You're a fucking hypochondriac. Mm-hmm. Shut up. And, uh, you know, if I talk to people who can actually understand the science, like I, for a non-scientist, I have a, I think a decent, my girlfriend's way better than me on this, but I have a decent understanding. But it's a decent enough that's more than the average person. And then, 
Like if you don't want to talk about PCR testing and how it's been manipulated and abused with regards to COVID numbers plus and minus, we're not having a conversation because you, you need to acknowledge the PCR testing, which was the globalized standard, has been used to manipulate plus and minus. Uh, in Canada, I believe, and this is where it's... So Fauci even said anything, if you're... So the way PCR testing loosely works, right? This is the general standardized testing to see if you have COVID. Uh, something to do with cycling, whatever that means, cycles, 30 cycles, 10 cycles, 20 cycles. Even Fauci said something. If you're testing people at over 30, 34 cycles or higher, you're basically going to test positive for fucking anything. Well, what's the standard they've been using in a place like Canada? 40, 45. So now we're not really trying to test. You're not contagious if you're doing that. Now they're saying, hey, if you get vaccinated, we're going to give you a PCR test cycle at 28. But if you're not vaccinated, we're going to give you it at 40, 45. So it's now, pretty subjective then, right? It's, like it's They're not being scientists. Okay. Hey, dickheads, what level do I need to test? Should they all at? be the same as a way to show if the vaccine is working or it not? It should be. It should be. At what level do I need to test you? That if you're over the level or under the level and you test positive, you will be contagious. That's the only number that matters. Why are you guys testing at such a high level that everyone's going to test positive for this shit? Even the creator of the test said, what the fuck are you doing with my test? It can test positive for COVID for sure, but they're using it. That's wrong. something a magician would do. Exactly. Exactly. And if you're not going to talk about that, the creator of the test even said, listen, yes, this test can test positive for COVID. You're all using it wrong. This is not how the test is supposed to be used. Right? You find out. If I test at 20 and they test positive, are they contagious? Yes, no. So if the answer is no, well, I need to go lower. I need to go down to like uh, 15. Are they contagious? If the answer is yes, okay, maybe we should go up to 18. If I test at fucking 40 and you test positive and you're not at all contagious, you're not a threat to the general health of the public, what the fuck are you doing? You're fear mongering. You're not being Yeah, scientific. especially if they're running it like they're, they're, they're treating it like worse than what it is, right? Yeah. And it's like, for sure, people are dying. Like, I think you have to be a complete asshole to be like, nobody's dying of COVID. Um, you, there is no way you would get the entire global community to agree to something if people weren't already dying. I think it was just a snowball effect of China has done a masterful puppet job globally. And uh, we're, I, I think we have 20 years or less till we go to war with them or something because um, they're being dickheads. And it was a snowball effect. Like, why is China freaking out like that? What, why is China freaking out like that? China doesn't freak out like that. They must be doing something. And then they saw, the public started seeing as well, if China's freaking out like that, why aren't we you freaking freak out, out like that? Yeah. And it just That's the honesty. That's how I acted, right? Yeah. Like you, you described like me, I just remember at work making fun of them in February. Yeah. Next thing you know, fucking end of February, all this fucking shit was happening, man. Yeah. And I, I didn't take it very serious at all. And, I, and initially, like, I, I didn't take it serious whatsoever. But why? I was actually listening to virologists, immunologists that were not in the mainstream media. I was listening to podcasts of direct yeah. source information. And they're like, don't worry about this. Like, it's just another coronavirus. It's, it's weird. It, this, this has some attributes that the other ones don't. It's weird. And that's what we're concerned about. But they were saying, hey, man, be healthy. Don't worry. We'll figure this out. We'll get a vaccine eventually. And so I was like, okay, nothing to worry about. And then when Israel, who is very medically high, started freaking out, I was like, okay, maybe I should be a little concerned. But then I actually understand Israel, the culture of Israel. It's it, because it's kind of ruled in many ways by the religious ideology, even though most of the country is not religious. It, the religious ideology is that one Jewish life is death is too much. 
So if you're coming from the perspective, no one can die, then you're going to shut everything down. But according to the science, it really wasn't necessary because who was dying? In Canada, the media, Canada, the median age of death is 80 fucking four or something. So, okay, come on, guys. If pe it's people over 80, for sure, are at risk. They're at risk. Uh, people 70 to 80 are going to be high risk. People who are obese are extremely high risk. People who have diabetes are extremely high risk. And then there's people with extreme low uh, rates of vitamin D who are at high risk because uh, there is a high, 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 high correlation of low vitamin D and severe COVID. So, okay, then the argument is we need to protect the medical system. It's like, okay, that, that's a fair argument. We do not want it to get overwhelmed so it shuts down and people will die. Okay, but why are we shutting everything down? Who, who's, the, who's at risk here? We need to protect who's at risk. People under 40 with no pre-existing conditions should have never had to shut anything down. Could but they sometimes in the news, once in a while, there's a video of, course, of a healthy absolutely. person that gets sick. That's normal, though, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, it's genetics. No, this is where I get annoyed, particularly for nutritional. Because they could have just gotten the flu or whatever. They could have just got. Man, genetics is weird. We don't know. Like to me, we're not at the point until we're Star Trek where I can scan you. Hey, hey, I have this vaccine. I'm gonna scan your genetics. Okay, we're just gonna tweak it a little bit for your genetics, so you're fine. Until we're at that point, you will never, ever, ever not have someone die from something. Right? It's unfortunate. It's called the genetic lottery. People don't want to play that game because, oh, what if it's me? It's like, you're actually more likely to win the actual lottery than be that fucking 10-year-old who dies of COVID. So can we be honest about the, the reality here? And they use it. They keep bringing up the cases of uh, the, oh, you see a young person died? I, they, there, you may... he, where I've been thrown off now is there's just like, people are just picking their arguments. So like the media, you know what I mean? One side will be like, no one's getting hurt. And then the other side is like really exaggerating stuff that's just like out of the norm and making it norm and then really yeah. fucking up people's worldview. I, for me, I'm very careful <laughs> when I'm talking COVID. Yeah, people get nuts about this. Like I'm not, I'm well, stopped talking to people because of this. Cause yeah. I'm like, you, it's, it's a few people in my life that it's very clear they choose fear. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't, for me, I have no idea. I don't want that. Yeah. It's like, I would go out, go ham by myself, like, you know, like bend some stuff. But I also know I'm like, not educationally versed enough to totally back what I read. But that's my personal self. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. You always question your sources. Like, where are you getting your sources? Now, what I'll say yeah. is... Um, All I know is like where I stand fully is I agree with with you. Like I know there's subtleties. I know that I just know virus real. And then right now I'm questioning like how they, like on my personal experience of meeting people, it shouldn't be that bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. from like my worldview and then my group of friends, I joked around with my friends like how bad is COVID? I've had so many people who had COVID and wished I'm just joking. Like, this is, don't really wish it, but I'm just like joked on. Like, I wish that they would like get hurt or whatever. I don't want to say the, the B word, right? Yeah. And then, and, but the, the joke was they never did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how bad is that, right? Yeah. But at the same time, there's probably a whole bunch of subtleties like I'm not aware of that I can't argue somebody who's smart who would talk 
talk that to me. One thing yeah. I know for sure is that there's a lot of like fuckery going on yeah. with laws and a lot of shit are being overstepped and overbound that's not necessary. And a lot of it is just like, if we give in to certain stuff, it's not about protection anymore. It's just yeah. pretty much fear. It's fear playing a move that we can't go back from. Like, I'm not really a big fan of like passport and people think I'm overreacting for this passport. So my friend, you just just get the vaccine or like what? Personally, for me, like I would get the vaccine. I don't really care. You know what I mean? What I don't like the idea of is just like having a an important like vaccine passport. Like, so it's hard to explain. But if we if we agree to something like that now, there's just so much shit with that logic that you can fuck around with in the yeah. future if it becomes like a norm, yeah. like manipulate like finessing and really so that who really have power now is the vaccine the vaccine becomes more more than what it is to help someone better it just becomes a very very powerful political tool they can really like if i was like using the vaccine as a magician to fuck someone over that's the perfect thing for me because now i have this absolute thing that no one can question that is the rule yeah. and it has the rule to govern everything yeah yeah well i don't know me, i might I just... just be taking no, no, it's totally valid. Like, listen, and people will be like, oh, when we have kids, you get vaccinated, they give you a little card. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. A little piece of paper that says, hey, I got it. Okay, Just leave me alone. But to track it and use it to create the, the class system, you've basically yeah, set up. You can go to concert, can get a job, yeah. can travel. You've basically set up the system for an authoritarian global government. And, and people are like, that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It's like you're watching it happen right now yeah. and you're it saying doesn't... it's never going to happen what is wrong with you you know alberta and, and Ontario a magician so disgusting right now okay one of the best moves from magic is time delay yeah. i'm going to go do something that needs to get done and i'm going to leave it enough time for people to forget that the move was done so mm -hmm. when i do it they won't they can't associate that so time delay for a magician can be like 10 minutes or whatever or a minute or two but if you're going to play like governing time delay it's you do a move, you do 20 years, mm -hmm. you let it simmer down, but that shit is implanted. That shit is done. It's rooted. It's fact that they know. You know, and this. then you go into yeah. the next phase. Yeah. Huh? Like they know this. And I'm just, that's just mean. You can see this in, in government yeah. elections. That's cycles, just a... Is you need to avoid a scandal right before the election. That will sink you. Usually. If you can, if a scandal happens like six, like look at happened in BC. Uh, I'll be fair to the BC government. They're being a little bit more scientific behind closed doors than Alberta and Ontario are, but they're just a clusterfuck with their policies. It makes no sense. They're just, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, uh, but yeah. the timing of the election, they did it for a reason. They did based on the popularity of Bonnie, Bonnie Henry at the time, who I believe didn't do anything. She didn't do anything. Oh, BC numbers are low. Yeah. Maybe that's to do with the giant Asian community here that was scared and hiding. I don't know. I don't think it has anything to do with her. They used her popularity. They timed it to get an election, to get a win in a landslide because people like her image. And then immediately, boom, crackdown. Oh, the second wave. It's like, hey, you, yeah, didn't what did you, do? Like the you didn't do this during the first wave. You didn't act like this during the first wave. Why? Because you didn't have the power. Everyone kept saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now you have the power. Second wave comes, which was nowhere near as bad, and you're fucking thump. What the fuck? Locked down everything. 
you know? And that's how politics works. It's, people don't vote based on policy. They don't look at, they don't give a shit. It's, do I like how they sound? Do I like this thing they said? Do, they, do I remember a scandal they just have? The one thing that we yeah. think politicians is economic crash. But everything else, it's, is there a scandal right now, right before the election? That's it. Because people don't care. Yeah. And then the thing is right now, and then people forget. They yeah. forget six months. They don't care six, seven months. That's old story. That's old news. I'm like, oh, yeah. you guys, it worked. It fucking worked, man. Yeah. And it's not, it's not paranoia. These are known strategies used by politicians, corporations, Facebook. These are, they put a lot of research into it. They know what they're doing. This is not conspiracy. So I read a book in, uh, I don't know, a long time ago. Anyways, a guy in the 90s, it was an Israeli, uh, served in the Canadian army. He was Canadian, went to Israel, liked it, converted to Judaism, served in the Israeli military, and then got into Mossad, right, the spy agency. Anyways, he wrote a book, and uh, one of the pieces of information has always stuck with me. He's like, the key to spycraft isn't being honest or dishonest. It's just putting enough bullshit, like 10% bullshit out there, and it confuses people. So yeah. actually what it means is a lot of what you're hearing is probably true. To some degree or level, the details may be off, but you just need a, enough complete crap out there to throw it off. Like, like say someone is making a legitimate, valid argument about what's wrong with the vaccine, scientific, boom, and then they're like, I'm a flat earther. Well, what, do you, what is the average person going to be like? Oh, fuck, they're Done. nuts. I'm not paying attention to them yeah. now. Even though they laid out a perfect argument, I actually was watching a scientist who was talking about it and she did that. And then the last five minutes, 10 minutes was like, woo, woo, bullshit. I'm like, that's the fucking problem. Keep that out of your discussion. Don't fucking say that shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> now nobody's going to take you seriously. You actually made a scientifically based sound argument based on facts, logic, data. And then you went and said something stupid like that. It's like, oh my God. Like, why? You're doing good, man. And then you fell for the trap, man. And now I know, even though what you were saying is probably true, everyone is going to use that clip to be like, well, they're a flat earther. Yeah. All right. And I was like, oh, for done. Fuck's game sake. over. Uh, it was like, what Thanks, was that? Eddie Bravo. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> the BBC was running a hit piece, the BBC on Joe Rogan, about the comment he said that people who are young probably don't need to get vaccinated. And I'm going to get into it. I agree with that. If you're young, healthy, you make sure you, you keep it up to date. I don't think you must get, if you feel like it's for you, fine. Okay, I don't, I don't care. But the must, I don't think so. I don't think it makes a fucking difference based on actual science. Uh, and they were shitting on him. But they, before they actually said what he said, he's like, Joe Rogan, uh, this and uh, that and uh, da, 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 da. And he said, it's like, none of that setup was necessary. You're framing him yeah. as something, you know? Well, it was necessary for their agenda, right? Yeah. <laughs> but here was the fucked up part. The episode that he got in trouble for was the episode right before the Josh Rogan podcast, who basically implied Fauci's corrupt. They didn't talk about that podcast because they don't want people to listen to that podcast. They talked about the podcast before where he was talking to a comedian buddy, comedian buddy about whatever. And the podcast right after, which is where the act when they started releasing the hit pieces, was a Washington Post reporter whose Washington Post guys are left wing. OK, laying out a, a, a very well made argument, naming names with time history about the fact that Fauci may mean well, he's corrupt. That's all he's really implying. You can think what you want about the science. Fauci's corrupt. It's very clear. He's corrupt. Want to elaborate on that? I didn't um, see that part. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so it's to do with- In a nutshell. There's two camps about pandemics. How do we stop pandemics that are catastrophic to humanity? One camp is the Fauci camp. It's the idea that we can manipulate genetics and manipulate viruses so we can watch them grow and evolve so that we can learn from them. The other camp is you're not fucking God. You're going to get us all killed. You're nuts. Well, which camp are you hearing from? You're hearing from the Fauci camp, right? What was the Wuhan lab doing? Their part, I forgot what the type of science is. They're part of that camp that believes in modifying and experimenting and seeing stuff. This is not debatable. This is a entirely form of scientific community that believes that. The other side that's saying this is dangerous. You're going to get us killed because you we don't know enough about viruses and genetics to do this safely is being silenced. You don't hear from them unless you go into podcasts, unless you go to their personal websites. Most people don't do that. And uh, the only place they can get a voice is on the conspiracy theory type people, which means they get discredited for it. Well, Fauci... Uh, Obama, according to Josh Rogan, stopped the funding to this type of science, this type of endeavors, because they feel it was dangerous. And under the chaos of the Trump admit, you can think what you want about Trump. I liked his policies. I understand why people hate him. He's a loudmouth asshole. Okay. But under the chaos of the Trump administration, Fauci, and this is according to Josh Rogan, so I'm sure I'm going to assume he's got good sources. Fauci quietly started funding again. Now, I just saw an interview with uh, Rand Paul in Congress asking Fauci about this. And now he kept saying, we did not fund that. And, I'm, and in my head, I'm like, what do you mean by we? He's not elaborating. What does that mean? Because he could still be Who's telling we? the truth. Who's we? Are you talking about the U.S. government, the CDC? Because you might have secretly put, according to the allegation, you started the funding again. And then the funding kicked in, and what happened? Coronavirus. Now, that's speculative. That's very speculative. But there's enough questions here that there should be a proper investigation. And they'll be like, hey, according to Josh Rogan, we investigated the Wuhan lab. It, they, they had nothing to do with this. And then he, Josh Rogan's point was, listen, who investigated it? It's a group of scientists from America who like the scientists and are friends with the scientists at the Wuhan lab because they all agree with what they're doing. He's like, that's not very objective, is it? And without any evidence, just from a logical perspective, what's more likely that this virus accidentally got out of the two <laughs> labs right there that study this shit and experiment on this shit and China's known for not very good safety protocols or some fucking bat flew or got to that market and someone ate it. This, which one's more likely? Logically, it's probably someone fucked up security wise and they got out of the lab. It doesn't mean yeah. someone intentionally did it. It's just probability wise. Yeah, just some more human error. That happened? It's human more error. human error than like. Right. And there's people saying, no, 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 that didn't happen. We looked into it. Nothing. It's like, I'm sorry, probability wise, that's probably what happened. I'm not going to say blame. You should look into the safety protocols now of the lab. The real question is, is this type of research safe to do or not? And based on what just happened with coronavirus, I actually don't know. Because if I take the stance that I don't think coronavirus was that bad and we should not have shut out down the world, then then uh, maybe not. You would agree with them. <laughs> then it's like it's not that dangerous. Yeah, but then it's I just how, how people are yeah. reacting to it. How people have reacted to this, I'm like, huh? But at the same time, it's... 
I don't believe they have as much knowledge and, and capabilities as they do right now. And they could create a virus that is actually super, super dangerous. Now, again, I'm taking the stance. I don't think coronavirus is that bad. You should have protected the vulnerable. I think government's completely fucked everything up. And I think you've seen the power of mob mentality and fear. And it, that's why I'm going nuts because I don't think anyone's being rational and reasonable about this. And I'm losing my fucking mind because it's the same for me always. I'm tired of this shit. People being completely delusional or stupid on either sides of it. I'm seeing people on both sides of the camp being absolutely crazy. And it just shows you like, th listen, maybe here's the thing. We need transparency. Where's our money going? What are you doing with it? I want to see it cleanly accessible. If you're telling me I don't understand what I'm talking about, can you explain it to me? Please, elaborate please it like elaborate. stop fucking hiding the shit behind yeah. you explain please who's explain. sponsoring you who's paying you yeah Where's why are your choice from? decisions yeah. like this and, and that's all i think a lot of people are asking for can you be honest like the Can canadians governments have basically said you're all too stupid to understand i'm like some of us i agree some of you are too stupid to understand the stance fine some of us then, are not but at least have it there for the people who can yeah exactly and i know that's very offensive to tell people you're not smart enough to understand it that's a lot of people. I'm sorry. That's the truth. That doesn't make you less of a person. Yeah, it's just not their feeling. Understand. Yeah, some of us understand it. Okay, show me the data. Let me see it. Why are you hiding it? My understanding of BC government is uh, they don't want it to get about Control. Racial, racial stuff. Racial stuff. They're like, oh, people are going to be all like racist. Going. I'm like, why? If, if it's coming from a certain country, maybe you should stop the travel. Let's do something country. about it. Just, just a thought. Yeah. You know, maybe it's got nothing to do with race. It's in that country right now. There's an outbreak. Maybe it's a good idea to stop travel. It's got nothing to do with race. You arrest I wish anybody. You'd have, I wish it was Filipino stuff. If it yeah. was, they'd be like, yo, Filipino people, <laughs> yeah. stay in Philippines. Come here next time. Like, what the yeah, fuck? Let's go. Exactly. Shit. Don't worry. It's... We'll send the money home. That's how it works anyways. <laughs> and anyone who commits a racist, violent act should be arrested and charged accordingly. Yeah. Just do that. It's not a big deal. I mean, it is. it shouldn't be happening, but I can't control that person, how they're feeling. They're a shithead. Okay, put them in jail. It's all control here, man. There's a lot of like information. There's a lot of like very, very conflicting confirmation information for this, and a lot of scientific stuff that's like I won't even understand. Yeah. Right. And that's fine. And then, like, but it's all fucking planned. But one thing people can't like. It's like what you said. When people can, I just hope that the people who are like on the scientific side, the expertise side, like believe the science and understand it like i think i'm an expert at one thing right as an expert at one thing i already know i don't as an expert other experts don't really fucking know their shit as much too like you know it to to a point but if you're really expert at something you know you don't fucking know mm. yeah well that's <laughs> that's the yeah. honest like if you reach and talk to the highest level expert like they will know more than somebody else, yeah. but they but they will also understand the limit of their expertise yeah. knowledge. Uh, the so here's the thing, yeah, about the experts. The right. Yeah, pe people are believing them as absolute fucking truth. No, yeah. they just happen to know more of the subject matter here, and they can be wrong too. And and, and someone who reached a level of expertise can tell you that expertise is just like. Yeah. No, I get you it. Don't, but here's the thing. I'm running a government. I'm in control of the government. Yeah. This expert, the doctor, the frontline doctor is telling me one thing. This expert, the pandemic person is telling me another thing. This expert, the economic person is telling me another thing. This expert, the psychologist is telling me another thing. The problem with COVID is that they only chose well, listen to, to one, one ex type of expert. expert. 
and ignored yeah. everybody else. The rest. You dickheads and need to consider everything. You're running a fucking country, okay? Yes. Fuck you. So here's the thing. Yes, like it, that's exactly, that's why wisdom is important, right? Just yeah. like there's intelligence and then there's wisdom, you know? And then intelligence can create a nice tool. And, and it's got the ability to create something. But wisdom is the ability to like know, is it even necessary, whatever yes. the fuck it is that we Correct. created. And then if we use it, what's the like the effect of it? Not like technically, but like long-term and socially and whatever. So everyone is just reacting to one expert and then like no one's looking to like the expert of like, okay, well, how's this going to affect the world? If we react to this, we save people, but what's the game plan afterwards, right? Small business. And then I think they really need to like, you know, like, and then sometimes the expert can just be, can lose themselves into that one world. Yeah. And that one truth, but that one truth is not the ultimate truth to everything. Exactly. Yeah. And I think so, you know this. This comes to the the Black Lives Matter stuff, the pandemic stuff. Is we as a world have built that we know of the most civilized technology. Like it's the biggest, best we've ever done as humans. Again, maybe there's some hidden thing that got wiped out and we don't know about. It. But uh, right now, the way people are acting, regardless of whether it's Black Lives Matter, the COVID thing, is even if our systems are corrupt, because I believe they are. I think one hundred percent. And there are things that are not being done well. If we keep listening to fear and mob rage, I think we're in a very dark next 20, 30 years. And I feel like the only way out of it is a war with China because that's the only way these governments know how to get out of. We've completely fucked up our economy. We need to go to war. And you're going to see the systems collapse. And the people who aren't training martial arts and firearms are going to be totally fucking. Now you're going to know what fear is, you motherfuckers. Because you know who's going to be able to survive is the people who know how to take care of themselves physically, mentally, and in all ways self-defense for. And it's going to completely collapse. These governments are going to not know what the fuck is happening. They're like, oh, we, we, we know what we're doing. You don't know what you're doing. It's like, guys, you're losing control. It feels like you're losing control, guys. I, f- I feel like maybe you should stop doing this because I feel like things are losing control a little bit. And I don't mean that in, oh, because people will be like, oh, that always happens. We always feel it's like, I don't know, man. Right now in the States, you have Republican states straight up saying, fuck you, Biden, creating their own laws and completely ignoring each other. That feels like destabilization to me. Just just, just a little bit. They're ignoring each other. And the policies of, of, of defunding the police have been a disaster. Crime went through that's the so dumb. That's just Maybe you should stop doing that. No, we have to because of the angry What do they laws. want? Yeah. The- like, you know what's defining what police do? We just get shittier police that will be fucking yep. power tripping, man. And the violence. And I know a lot of police that are just retiring en masse. They're all leaving Democratic states. Uh, Seattle has 200 less police than they need. Uh, they're just leaving and leaving, leaving, yeah. going to Florida. Especially when, like, you get all these people telling them, you got to be confrontatious with that, like, whatever. I'm like, yep. great. That's how you get shot, man. Treat them as a human being. Some of them are obviously having a shit day. A lot of them are power trippers. But if you see them as a human being, you should be fine. But that's not what's happening. And you know, like, uh, me just teaching us to see them. uh, On that, people will often criticize, well, when a white guy goes on a mass shooting, the cops don't immediately shoot them. And my observation, and that's not always true. More white people get killed by cops than black people, factually. Um, It's just not, it's just not like, Compatible in the yeah. media. The cases, that you're, the cases that people point at, I'm like, hey, when the cops actually showed up, what did the shooter do? 
it's often drop the gun, hands up. Versus the yeah. people who get confrontational, they get shot. Because the white yeah. people who are confrontational, guess what? They get shot. You don't see it in the media. Now, should they be taking them to Wendy's or McDonald's afterwards? No. Why the fuck are you doing that? But the difference of why they got shot or not is confrontational. Now, are there racist cops out there? Absolutely. 100%. Is it most of them? No. No. Um, but my whole sort of point, what I was trying to get at is that if we keep listening to the rage and keep listening to the mob and we're not considering and waiting all the ex all the experts opinions validly at the same time all and the experts listening to every side we are going to destabilize the world that we have established post world war ii and i don't know what it's going to look like I, I i think the only solution this is very like ethereal existential is it's, we need to go back with the internet we need to go back to small city states or small states because this whole big country thing ain't working. It's not working. No. No, uh, it's not. Because first of all, the world is fucking different. Different places, different people, different subtleties. It's one thing I've noticed our whole conversation today was like, well, de- depends on the person. Depends yeah. on the culture. Depends on the yeah. thing. And then yeah. that's the ultimate truth. Yeah. It really, you can't have one thing governing everything. Yeah. It, it doesn't work. I think I think we no. can say the evidence has shown the giant governments with massive land areas. It just doesn't work. And I'm my, I'm optimistic that blockchain technology. Again, my knowledge of it is limited. It's, it's super complicated. It gets to a point where like I get a general idea and I'm like, okay, good enough. I think the blockchain economy, where we don't need these giant centralized economies anymore, is the future. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping that we can get to that point. I don't know what the path to that is. I have no idea. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, when I have kids, the world isn't a total clusterfuck, but I can give them the skills to survive and succeed and so that the next generation is better. Um, yeah. But it's just a cycle, I guess. I, I see this meme where, like, the old generation, like they fight for something and then you have a good yeah. time generation and a good time generation raises a weak generation. Yeah. It's I mean, a cycle. People deny that. I've talked to people, they deny it. They deny it. No, but their, their yeah. argument is always- They're from the weak side. <laughs> yeah, right? The, the argument is history doesn't repeat itself. And what they yeah, mean when they say that is history literally doesn't repeat itself. Because Yeah, guys, because we can't fuck with time travel that I know of. So yeah. if your stance is it can't literally repeat, that's why they say it rhymes. But my thing is, you know what hasn't changed much? It's human beings. Like we may think that our behaviors are so much more sophisticated today than they were 50 years ago. The actual fundamental no. behaviors haven't changed nope. that much. People so that just as self- selfish. Yeah. People just as ego. Back in the day, you can hide it. You can hide yeah. it because there's limited on people knowledge. Now it's like... Yeah. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. You can see there's nothing to hide. Maybe it's a good thing and it's a bad thing and hopefully it's, it's time to adapt. Maybe and, and, it's a good thing. That... Yeah. And, and you're seeing and people are like, it's not a woke cancel culture. It's an accountability culture. And it's like, well, that aspect, I, I mean, I think those people are lunatics who say that, but they have a point. It's that the people who are assholes are now, hey, you're an asshole. But my yeah. thing is like, listen, everyone around them knew they were an asshole. And you all shut, you didn't, so what the fuck are you talking about? You all allowed this person to keep being an asshole. It's now that it's public knowledge, you're all turning your back on this person. I think those yeah. people are just as shit bags as the person who allowed. Because if I see shit as a human, I'm like, no, you, you call cannot it. do that. 
But that's why people have a problem with me because I, if you're going to fuck around or bullshit me, I'm going to be like, fuck you, man. Yeah. Like, hey, you're a jerk because you weren't yeah. given permission to call yeah. out that truth yet. Okay. Know, right? It wasn't politically correct yet. Now, three years yeah, later. Can... Okay. Now it's a good time to call him that. <laughs> no. Why do mob, like mobsters, mobster, mobsters, like gangster gang, real, why don't they do hits anymore in North America? The answer is it's too public. It's too hard for someone to get evidence with the camera. They admit it. It's like we don't do it anymore because of the fucking cameras. That's why the smart gangsters went clean. Right. So there's a validity. Yes, it's a, it's it's a what's it called? Um, yes, you're you're keeping people accountable now. But I'm sorry, you screaming to get someone fired that just said something on the off cuff with no history of bad yeah. behavior is insanity. Pure ego. Like, yeah. Pure the guy ego with bad behavior. Yeah, yeah, that's a different thing. Like Harvey Weinstein in the hall. Oh, yeah. You all knew you motherfuckers all knew he was doing that. You yeah. all knew. So shut the fuck Don't up. Don't act like whatever. <laughs> you went there. You went to this island. That's the weirdest thing. Like, it's we all know he didn't fucking kill himself, but it's like the fucking yeah. emperor's clothing. Oh, That's Epstein. what it feels like. It's the yeah. most powerful spell in the world. It's like yeah. the best fucking spell. It's like, guess what? Everyone knows. You talk to a little kid, a fucking five-year-old, they'll be like, well, it'll be obvious he didn't do it. But we have to believe it. Like, the narrative yeah. is that he did. That's yeah. the funny thing. Oh, for is, like an average it's, person. Just to clarify, no, I mean, the average person, right? Yeah, average. Yeah. Everyone, everyone knows he didn't kill himself. And then there's some meme that's going on for that. And if you're just like stupid lay people, even highest level, like reading into it, it makes sense he didn't do that. But yeah. if that's the truth, is that he did. Who are we talking about now? Scott Epstein didn't kill himself, but he did. Oh, uh, Jeff Epstein. Jeff. Epstein. Jeff. Sorry, Jeff Epstein. Oh, sorry, I think you missed her. I was talking about Harvey Weinstein, who's the guy who was like basically getting actresses to sleep with him in order to get roles. Or that motherfucker yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so that's a guy everyone knew. No, Epstein too. Everyone knew he was a freaky creep. And they all hit it. Right? Apparently, that's yeah. why. That's the real reason apparently Bill Gates is getting a divorce. Uh, because the wife actually filed divorce proceedings when she found out he was... That he was on that island, right? With so she Epstein. fucking knew. And the reason why they waited so long to actually do it, do it, make it public, I think it was something to do with they're waiting for one of their kids to be old enough. But she'd already filed it. Uh, a long time ago. So it has nothing to do with the vaccines. It has to do with... Or time delay. Yeah. What do they say about magic? Yeah. You do your moves far yeah. away from what the actual Or here's is, a right? thought. Everybody know Bill Gates is an asshole. Bill Gates was always an asshole. Him doing all this is his uh, humanitarian stuff. It doesn't take away from the fact that he as a person is an asshole. He was an asshole when he was a teenager. He's an asshole now. That has never changed, guys. I'm just saying. Was he? I didn't know that. Yeah, his business, his business policies, he's, he's getting, like, Microsoft gets sued all the time now because the way he went about business is, is he was just predatory. He's like what Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, I think, is copying Bill Gates' business practices is, if you're a competitor, I'm going to buy him out. Simpsons made an episode of this once. Buy him out, boys, and they smash his computer. He's just super aggressive. If you're better than him, he'll steal your ideas or, or buy you out. Uh, and he just, historically, he's aggressive very not so nice human being, right? People have said this about Bill Gates. People have said that it's about uh, uh, Steve Jobs. People have said that about uh, Zuckerberg. People don't say that about Elon Musk. They're like, yeah, he's intense. It's Elon Musk. But you know what? He's, he's, not, he's not a total piece of shit. People say things like people don't like Zuckerberg. People who've worked with Zuckerberg don't like Zuckerberg. People who've worked with Elon and know Elon, they're like, oh, no, man. Like Elon is really giving he's just up special. Soul. <laughs> he's special. They're like, he's giving up his soul for this man you he's a good person um but it's like hey man these people were assholes they were always assholes we just tolerated it because they were doing something for us right it's like 
What's the difference between eccentric and a crazy person? Money. Money. That's it. They were, they're no different before now. They're just as crazy or whatever. It's, they have money. Oh, they're eccentric. No, dude, that's a fucking lunatic. Now. I want to be eccentric. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm just crazy right now. <laughs> it's like I had, uh, I have to be vague because people might know who I'm talking about. I, had, I, know, some, I know somebody who's a martial artist and uh, I'm giving them advice saying, listen, I've made a lot of mistakes. I'm going to cut you the shortcuts, how not to make the mistakes that I have made that have put me into some of the problems that I'm dealing with to this day. This person respected me, okay? And we had a good agreement. Then they made friends with some people with money. And some people with money want to open some gyms. Who do they start listening to now? Me, the broke-ass martial artist who's saying, hey, listen, don't make these mistakes. They're not going to get you anywhere. Or were they listening to the people with the money who made money with nothing to do in the martial arts community? Who are they? Who, who are they listening I'm sorry, to? my friend, but I'm going to have to go with the guy with the money. With the I guy got with kids the money. to feed and then future yep. university bills to pay for. Correct. How do you think it ended up for the person that I was giving advice? Um, McDojo-y? It didn't <laughs> or it doesn't well. have it anymore? It doesn't have it anymore. Because when the people with money saw they weren't getting what they thought they were, they left. threw them under the bus. And I said, listen, I was loyal to you until you fucked me over. Because you fucked me over. That's how a lot now of shitty movies are yourself. made, man. Now, I, this person has a history of this, is they were following the money always. And it had to do with ego. Because uh, they, didn't, they were like the bomb of the family. And the family didn't respect them for being a martial artist. And they wanted to prove themselves so bad... They didn't understand that the path is a journey and it takes a long time. There's two ways to make a lot of money as a martial artist. You become a champion and people come to you for the name or you dredge it out for 20 years and build a good solid school. Because almost everyone who starts a school is broke for the first 10 to 15 years unless you go McDojo. And I am not doing that. And anyone mm -hmm. with integrity is not doing that. But it, it takes 20 years or so. Because you need to build up your students so that you are not the only expert there. Or you become such a world champion that you attract those people yeah. that I don't need to spend 10 years developing. But like, that's not everybody. It's not everybody, right? And people don't realize that. Can you make millions running a martial arts school? Yes. Uh, there's a few people in Vancouver who've done it. Um, Partially because they're around the right people and have the right advice or have some money already. But if you start with nothing, it's fucking hard. Right. And it's harder in a place like Vancouver than, uh, say, New York or L.A., where there's so many people like you could be a shit gym and still get 150 students, you know. Uh, Here we have so, to fight for what's little out there. Right. And so this person wanted to listen to the people with money. John, you don't know what you're talking about. They have money. I should trust them. I'm like, I'm seeing what's going on here. I'm like, they're not giving you good advice. They're, they're not. They, they don't know what they're doing. And when I'm like, hey, saying stuff, they're like, this guy's an asshole. You need to get rid of him. I'm like, well, I'm still here and none of you fuckers aren't in the martial arts world. So who was right? And it's not about where I was. I cared about this person. People with money don't. And they think they do. Like, oh, I'm friends with them. It's like, no, man, you're entertainment for them. For these wealthy people. You're entertainment. You're nothing more than entertainment. They may be nice to you. Or, or a project. Are, yeah. Some of them are not, they're not horrible people. They're nice. Some of them are not nice people. And it's like, you're like everyone. Yeah. They're, they're, they're enter, you're entertainment for them. You're not really their friend. Because in the end of the day, if you're not producing, they don't, they pull the plug. What's, 
They're like, yeah, I lost a hundred thousand, a million dollars. Okay, plugs gone. I'm Next not investment. Anymore. Next investment. And and this person just could not understand why I was saying the things I'm saying. I'm like, I'm not seeing why. I'm like, why are you hiring all these people? You, you can't afford it. Yeah, we can. Here's the budget. Men, it needs to be you and maybe one other person and develop a school. No, no, they're like, no, hire everyone, hire everyone, spend all the money. We have the money. Here's the budget. I'm like, this is going to be a disaster, man. And it's in the end of the day, it's rush hour. Follow the rich white guy. Like people follow the money. People follow money. So they, they just are... like overstaff and then like treat it like a giant corporation without yeah. the backing. Yeah, that's what happened in this particular case I'm thinking about. But it's, this happens all the time. Let's say COVID, everything. I'm an individual who wants to survive. Who am I going to listen to? Whoever gets me the money, whoever is going to make it so more paycheck comes into me, whoever makes my business succeed most, whoever yeah. makes my, this and that. People actually don't care about the truth. They, the reality is, in the end of the day, what's going to pay my bills? That's really what matters most to most people. How am I going to survive? And you see this in voting. You see this in decision making. You see it in COVID. Uh, a lot of people with COVID are like, I just want to go back to normal. Well, as far as I'm concerned, if you say that, you're a fucking selfish prick. Because you don't actually care about that everyone is being fucked over or all those businesses that went down. You just want to go back to normal, right? If that makes me the asshole and for saying the truth, that's the truth. Yeah, you, you are an asshole, man. Normal. You should yeah. go to hell. I know, right? Jews don't believe in hell, so I'm good. <laughs> you and your big mouth. <laughs> and, and, and people act like they're more altruistic than they're not. And I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. Because otherwise, we don't like fake morals. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we didn't need to shut down the economy. I'm sorry, we did not. But you want grandma to die? No, that's not what I said. I'm saying we did not need. Now, how many people are out of work? Because for them, their life is over now. Well, they should just deal with it. Well, then you should just deal with your grandma dying. I mean, see how the logic works? Like, fuck you. Like, and it's just like people are being insane because at the end of the day, it's just them. They, I'm feeling anxious, so you need to do this thing. No, that's your problem, dude. Let me do my thing. Leave me alone. Mm. Uh, it's that mob mentality is ruining everything. And the, the, the people at the top are just doing what you said. Sleight of hand. Hey, look over here. Yell at that thing. Hey, look over here. Yell at that thing. There's so many moves they can do right now, man. They I can know, run man. around with their dick out. and No one's going to call anything. Everyone's too busy calling each other out. Yeah. And I just want to go back to practicing normal jujitsu. And I believe it was safe. After the first month of COVID, I'm like, yeah, I think it's safe. I really do. If you're under 40, it, it was safe. If you get COVID, hey, guys, just make sure you're pumping vitamin D and staying healthy. And if you do test positive, yeah, be respectful and stay away for a week or two to, from everyone. And then that's it. That's according to science. And yet we're here where we are now. We're in a battle. <laughs> we have to pick a side. And it's not a gray side. And it's extreme. No. And if you don't have one, you're enemy of the other. And yeah. that's my battle. And, and for me, if this is the way we're going to allow ourselves to get played, because we're getting played, then, then you better have the skill set to survive when this goes sideways, because this is going to get sideways, because the internet has opened up And not just up physical skill set or self-defense skill set, yeah. like self-awareness skill set yeah. and like kind of like, I don't know. It's weird, man. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I tell people, like, we're in Vancouver, right? What's the biggest... Uh, Normally, what would be the biggest calamity that could happen to Vancouver is an earthquake, right? It hasn't yeah. happened, but it could. It's, it's on the, it could happen any time. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen in another 100 years. But it will happen. You ask people, how many people, hey, do you have enough supplies just to survive three days? Most people's answer is no. Or do you have, could you supply? And my thing is, I understand how the kind of governments work here is 
You need two weeks at least. Because if shit hits the fan, you need to be able to survive for two weeks. And if they can't get shit back together in two weeks, we got a New Orleans situation here where you're on your own for a year. Right? Because if they can't get it back in order within two weeks, it's they've basically failed. It's in a, it's they, fuck, they can't they, do they it. Fail. They, they failed to, re, to, to handle the situation. Yeah. Right? And, but most people are like, no, that's paranoia. It's like, no, I'm, listen, you're in Vancouver. It's a, legitimate, it's a legitimate thing that could happen in your lifetime. You're not even prepared to deal with that. How are you going to prepare to deal with if the inevitable... Well, I hope it's not inevitable, but if the governments keep doing this shit and the internet keeps showing us, hey, guys, we can see what you're doing now. And then everyone, it all collapses down. How is everyone going to handle that? I just don't think it's going to go very well. <laughs> the toilet paper wars should have shown everyone how badly people react. <laughs> See, here's why I think it's happening. And we had the technology now too. Before, like, they just had, because of how technology was and how they can just only spit news shit. You know what I mean? There's only limited information they can spit that the, that the general public can, can handle, right? Yeah. And the mentality is still the same fucking shit. Like, I don't know what kind of decisions they're making and why they're making this, those decisions. But we have the technology now for the people to be part of that decisions or at least to see what's happening, what the yeah. deals they're making. And I think, I think because we're not having that, then there's obviously going to be two conflicting groups which is happening now. Maybe that's what they want, like to well, fight each other. Yeah, because we, like, if we're fighting then, with and, each other, I can't pay attention to your corruption, yeah. you motherfucker. And, like, exactly. <laughs> and, and, then, and, then, and then the info... Like, like, will easily everyone will, will like will go against it because they have to get that info. They have to hunt it for themselves, and then you can go, oh, you got your info from like not the same place I got it. So obviously you're fucking biased on one side. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter what it is, and it's oh, it's like everything is. Uh, but like, I'm just complaining. Like the young kids, they should be like this. Well, obviously not. There's people in power that's come into play, and then it's actually our job as people. We keep it's voting in Yeah, it's, but it's our job is for people somehow. And I think people are kind of doing this now with podcasts. Is we have to empower and educate ourselves now, Yeah, which can be dangerous. It's a good thing, but also a dangerous thing because then people can empower and dangerous themselves with like wrong yeah, ideas that's, as that's well why, too. That's why, and again, it depends where you're born in the world will, will change what your baseline knowledge is and people just have to accept that. Um, it's not privilege, get fuck off with that. It's, hey, man, yeah, they, if they're from that country and they come here, they can learn just as much as me. Or if they can build a school or they have the internet now, man, kids in Africa have the internet with less restrictions for data than we have, for fuck's sake. They can get more unlimited data and shit. Like, they can see this information. And it, what you have to do is teach people how to critically think. Yeah. Hey, man, was this study done well? Hey, man, like, should I only be listening to this person? Like, do I understand enough? It's hard. They, the media don't right. want people to critically think, man. They're fucking yeah. called like dangerous people or like, yeah. or. But again, if I'm critically thinking and then I throw in that fucking flat earth thing, it's like, oh my God, you just lost people. Like, I don't know. Well, obviously, the they're not, a, they don't have awareness, right? They're, they probably yeah. went to the same school that Diego Sanchez's coach went to. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's very like. Nobody's going to be 100% perfect in what they say. And we need to stop expecting people to be perfect because nothing is perfect. And they could, if they're just talking like we're talking, it's just a free exchange of ideas and thoughts. And of course, people are going to say things that you don't like or do like. Or, but if you're like, they said this one thing, it's like, no, now you're not listening. You're not actually having a conversation, right? So you're saying generally we need for us to progress. First thing we have to do is put our ego into check to learn how to listen. 
which I'm horrible us, at. I'm talking about everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you have to, if you only ever get your sources from one side, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You have to look it up. Like, I, I, I again, I'm center, center, right? I have the Young Turks on my Facebook page. I hate them with a fucking passion. I think they're fucking But you horrible. have to listen to them. But I have them on my Facebook because I want to see what are they saying. I don't like listening to all the videos. I get the general idea. I keep things, like I have RT that's blatantly anti-Israel. They hate Israel. And I'm like, well, I, like I see all the anti-Semitic comments on their page. It's disgusting to me. But you have but, to listen. But I want to see what they're saying. And I want to actually see what's out there. Now, people will Especially say... Especially if you I, want... Yeah. And, if you want to have that, an argument against yeah. them, you got to listen. You can't just I gotta assume. Know what you're saying. I got to yeah. know what you're saying. Otherwise, how can I understand your argument? And most people aren't doing that. And, and then when you tell you, listen, you purposely have to add stuff on your Facebook that you don't like because of the way the algorithm works. If you keep clicking on cat videos, all you're going to see is cat videos. Yeah. So, I don't want all my friends just preaching one side of the thing too. Then I'm fucking going to be left blind to whatever that side I, I'm on. Yeah. I want my friends to argue. I don't want them to fucking hate each other. I want debates. I want, yeah. I want someone to have this idea. And I want the other person to have the idea. And I want them to run with it. Because then yeah. they're doing the research for me. <laughs> and you know, um, but, I think it was on your Facebook page. I don't know, a while ago. I engaged on someone making a comment about something. I, and whoever it was was actually having a conversation. And they were kind of like, I don't want to, like, I just, and I'm like, dude, you're, you realize you're having an actual conversation right now. And I've learned to pick and choose who I talk to. Like, I'll start something. And if I can see they're not trying to have a conversation, it doesn't matter who they are. Then I just stop. And there are people yeah. out there I know. It doesn't matter what evidence or what I say. They're, they're going to stay hardline. I'm not talking to them. They have their point and person, then that's it. You know, yeah, and if I'm like, hey, this person can have a conversation. Unfortunately, a lot of times when I'm like, hey, you're having a conversation. This is good. They're like, no, this is the internet. Like, I, I don't want to anymore. And I'm like, God damn it. I got one finally. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> it's hard. I can be one of those people too. It's just like, ah. You know, but it's, that's the thing too. It's like, you, we have to shut up. There's a lot of frauds out there. Yeah, a lot. But... But because of that, there's actually people out there who want to say something and have something to say, but then they get shut up too because one person was more louder than they are and have a bigger footprint than they are or they're just too timid and too, too whatever to themselves. Yep, pretty much. And then you get people like Gordon Ryan are just shit-talking everyone and now he doesn't even bother with social media because they keep censoring him. And he's like, fuck those clowns. <laughs> he's like, actually a nice guy, man. Like yeah. I just laugh. People hate him. I mean, he's the nice fucking guy in the world. That's just his, his thing. Well, you know, I think that brings it around to a less aggressive topic is that Gordon Ryan, super nice person. Conor McGregor, super nice person. Are they awesome trash talkers and do people hate them? Yes, because people get yeah. sucked into the heel and they think it's real. And it's like, they fell I, for their magic spell yeah, and they're like, they they're, they're awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love Conor McGregor. I don't know if people hate him. Dude, I, I saw a story. I liked him because I saw a story of him of like some guy who was fucking waited in lines to get some, um, his glove sign, right? And he's probably gonna flip it. And Connor's like, you're gonna flip it? You're gonna, you're hustling? It's like, yeah. He's like, good man, good man. Give me another glove. How much are you selling this for? Cause yeah. he like, he's so Choshi, he wasn't about ego, right? He didn't care that this guy made money of him. He just, he, 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 he appreciated the hustle. Yeah. You know, yeah. it didn't hurt him anymore. Yeah. So fuck it, go yeah. with it. And then I, that, that has a lot of respect for me, yeah. you know, like, 
dale. No, I think, I'm I think just cheesy. We, I like nice yeah. people. Well, I like I think, nice people who are really nice, but don't show it. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, enough of the heavy stuff that we can bring it back to martial arts and discuss that whole thing, the idea of honor and respect in martial arts. And what does that mean? Because a lot of the people preaching it are not doing it. They're saying it, but they're not doing it. Like Andrew Gavao, the way he was acting, is like, you, you're kind of acting like an arrogant asshole right now, Andre. Like, like really? And you talk about honor, I'm like, I don't see it. You know what I mean? So why do you think that plays into modern martial arts? Um, I think it's very important. Like I'm, when I taught kids class, is one of my cheesiest lines and I know it's cheesy and I just have to like own up to it. And I, I really try to teach more. It's like with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then, so my, my main battle when I teach kids is how do I, and I would rather have them that knowledge than any RNC or any whatever technique mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Because I can, honestly, I can teach them and I can make someone good. That's not a question for me. I can make someone good at jujitsu if they're young easily. Yeah. How do I make them to be a better person and human being? That's my ultimate goal. It sounds so cheesy. And then some people who are here to hear this and will want to have their kids in the future, probably like not want to sign them up for my kids class because I want to be that cheesy coach guy. But, but I also believe in my technique and my ability to teach technique. So like being someone good, is not even a question for me anymore. It's like, how do I just make them into like a better human being? That's like the ultimate goal. Yeah, it's easy for me to do a trick and make someone laugh. But can I have a trick that makes someone cry? <laughs> can I be a martial artist? Can I make a better human being? Right? Would I want a world champion, or would I want someone that would help somebody cross the street and be powerful? Yeah, it would mean more in my heart that I raise somebody that have that would help someone cross the street and be powerful themselves yeah. than a world champion. I like world champions. Yeah. It's good. Don't get me wrong. If you get to fly somewhere, you have your ego check. Oh, I raised a world champion. But every coach just knows there's a world champion. That kid was a world champion because he is a world champion already. Yeah. Right. As a coach, I want what's important for me is it's like, you know, I want to teach like I just want to teach someone to be a good person. Mm. And then just because they're doing jujitsu or martial arts, whatever it is, they're just going to be good at that if they're just doing it. Yeah. I think yeah, I it's, think that mentorship. Maybe I'm just coming, cheesy. No, if you're coming from a mentorship, because I'm, a lot of parents are shit, whether they mean to or not, because there's a lot of good parents who are shit. And one yeah. thing I've learned is, don't listen to that. I don't. No, I used yeah. to in a kids class, not anymore. What I, I know they're is, in it for their kids. I'm in it for everyone's kid. Yeah. yeah. What I what I is that if someone has potential. It will never come out if they don't have a good mentor, right? So if what you're saying is the approach to honor and respect, absolutely, I agree 100%. Because if, if that kid is getting, learning how to be a killer, but also getting good mentorship from one another, have life. it's the most important thing. Good mentorship, good guidance, good moral guidance. Because that's, I think, what's going on right now is we had a whole generation of people who did not have that. Their parents were shit for whatever reason. Again, you can be a great person, you can put a roof over your kid's head, you can feed them, and you can still have been a complete garbage mentor. And you, then you sit there and say, why did my child end up so fucked up? That's the answer, is there was no mentorship in their life to yeah. guide them and grow them. Because uh, mentorship is not just giving someone direction. It's teaching them subtleties of life and yeah. teaching 
anybody subtleties is the fucking hardest thing man that's why you have zen masters never talking about it directly they always have to indirectly talk about it because you can never it's just something that you just have to like experience you can never tell you know you can just kind of guide them through it and it's kind of weird trying to like help raise like a young kid like this yeah i this kid can i can raise like my worry when i was kids class is like fuck am i going to talk to like is one of my kids going to kill somebody because they're going to i'm going to get them to a level where where they are going to no yeah. questions. Yeah. Like they're gonna be good, because yeah. I, I I believe in what I was taught. Yeah. I believe in my jujitsu. Yeah. I believe in jujitsu. I believe it's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just they'll be good no matter what. Yeah. The question is, how? What will they do with what they're good at? Right. Yeah. Which that's <laughs> my, all to do with the mentorship, I think. My my goal is like, I love it. One of my favorite students is like, it's, I'm not gonna mention him, but he's like a guy. He's soft. Yeah very feminine but yeah. a beast in the yeah. in in like when you move and i want it and i want them to i don't want to change their character if they're like if they're soft person i don't want them to be hard and be like that no yeah. i want them to be soft and who they are but i want them to be fucking beastly you know what i mean i want them to be like you know what let them judge you go ahead because it's actually a lot of fun when they do and it feels so good when you prove them wrong yeah. i guess my main teaching is don't tell people something prove them wrong it's a harder yeah. battle yeah. you know if they say you suck don't go i'm good i'm good that's a shitty argument you go yeah i do suck let me go practice yeah. and let's meet again yeah. and then and then when they meet again it's not like i'm good i practice it's like hey i still suck you wanna you wanna just have fun yeah. and then in the end they'll find out like i don't like to let people know I tell them i'm good i'll just roll and then you'll know and yeah. then it doesn't need to be talked anymore. That's why I love open mats. Yeah. Without open mats, people will just think I'm just the fat whatever. Like, yeah. I'll just roll. And then, then, then they'll know. Or I'll know. <laughs> yeah, right. Or sometimes I go in there, I'll let them know. And then sometimes I leave. I'm like, yeah, I know. That motherfucker's good. <laughs> yeah. But like, if he told me he was good, I don't give a fuck. He just told yeah. me. But yeah. he showed me. And that changed me. Real respect. So like, yeah. I want to do it with my kids. I want you to be powerful. I want you to be who you are, whatever your style is. I don't want to change your style. Your style is, is who you are. I just want you to be so powerful that you can express whatever your style is. Your style can be the mainstream style or the weird style that no one will get. Yeah. But if I empower you, then you can be whatever you want. Mainstream idea? Or, or, or if you want to wear your like big hat and then walk that road, then guess what? I, give in, I want to give you the strength to walk that road. Yeah, that's so, that's my goal. Yeah. That's what I want for martial arts. I think that's moral goal. is very important. Yeah, like technique is important. Better humanity. It's, the, it's like my ultimate trick that I want to do. Like I want to make someone cry of joy. That's the fucking hardest <laughs> thing. Easy to make a laugh. <laughs> Funny or surprise. Here's your card, motherfucker. And they're laugh, but like imagine if I did a trick that like they're like fucking tearing inside and they're like yeah that's fucking deep I, I don't know that yet I'm not that's my ultimate goal but for martial arts I want that I want the like like world champion win it's easy everyone can be everyone martial arts can have that one student and win tournaments everyone you just yeah. wait you'll get that diamond and you'll have that but to have like that student where like this kid was picked on a lot and then now he's just like he's himself maybe it doesn't have to be popular but he's just confident Oh, that feels so good in the heart. You know what I mean? And then this kid, like, oh, he's just himself and do whatever they want now. 
because I gave them the power of jujitsu or whatever it is power I gave them. And I don't think it's just jujitsu too. I think any, any, anything is a superpower. As long as they put their heart on it, whatever your passion it is. It doesn't even have to be martial art. It could be like painting. The motherfucker wants to paint, everyone picked on him. Then just paint the best fucking painting in the world. You know what I mean? And then that's yeah. your like, who you are. Yeah. So if I were so, to sum that up, it's teach people to be the best version of themselves they can. And yeah. mentorship will change the world. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I say this? Yeah. I want to make a Facebook post about this. The cheesy, my favorite fucking song in the world. And everyone always thinks I'm joking, but I genuinely deep down mean it in my heart. It's like, oh, I believe all the fucking answer in the world is written in this one fucking song. <laughs> a song by Whitney Houston. Yeah. If you all just fucking listen to it, like I guarantee it's just everyone listen to it and like really saw its power. Boom. World's better place. It's which, like, which song? What's, um, I believe the children are the future. So lame, right? But like that line itself, teach them well and let them lead the way. It's yeah. so cheesy, but it's fucking right there. The children are the fucking future. You know, I thought like, oh, I want to be a magician for adults to try to like, change the future better. The adults are going to grow old. They have their fucking shit, their, 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 their standards, whatever. Children are the future. We got to teach them, not like give them like more doctrines and shit. Let them, let them find out who they are. And then what really is morality? Not fucking superficial morality. And you have to listen with everyone. No, but what, why are we kind? Why are we kind? Why should you be kind? Like, don't be kind. Why should you be kind? And what's the, what's this harder teacher to teach, by the way, lesson to teach, right? And what's the benefit of it, right? But like, yeah, the children are the future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. So cheesy, but like, yeah, it's, it's fucking this right there. Give them a sense of pride, you know? And yeah. if you're getting old, you're losing that. Well, you know, um, uh, give them a sense of pride and to make it easier for us old, give them a sense of laughter so it'll remind us how we used to be like how we have visions like them and then for the old people like the greatest love of all it's not like your opposite sex it's, like, it's the greatest love of all it's learning how to love yourself it's true <laughs> not many people fucking love themselves man they ego themselves they love their fucking ego but they don't really fucking love yourself and then and then if you really love yourself it's so cheesy that's the only way you can really love someone else if well, you're really open also, to have a conversation with yourself yeah. then that's how you can have your heart open to have a conversation yeah i think but that's that, my yeah no it's all good. i'm just super cheese man if i I'm think just, if you love yourself then it is or feel good about yourself it's just a more optimal way of being because if you're stressed out and anxious and all this and you don't like yourself you're not you're not happy you don't like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So. You, you, you're, not, you're not working at your 100% capacity. You sound like uh, Lex Friedman. Love. <laughs> I, I, I hate to be cheesy, but like, I, I, I just, I'm just 39. I've come to the point where, like, you know, I wanted to be cool and shit. I'm not cool. I'm, yeah. I'm fucking cheesy. This is where I am. I'm just going to have to, like, well, my make sure my kids cool. good and carry myself. Yeah, she does it. And I believe her. <laughs> I think that's, you know, because we're coming up three hours and I think that's a really good place to sort of wrap it up, you know, love yourself and good mentorship and children of the future um, to, to cap off all the heavy stuff we were talking about. Is there, uh, how can people find you on the internet if you want to be found? Uh, I don't really have much right now. I'm just like on Facebook, just trying yeah. to hide from everyone, but DM me or... 
at Ryan Valley on Facebook. And if you want to hear some crazy stuff and sometimes I have gold most of the time. I have shit and sorry for sh shifting through all that. And hopefully you don't get offended. But as long but, as you love yourself, right? Yeah. Under deep down, I kind of try to mean well. It's just that I'm human like everyone else. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so that's cool. my thing. Thank you so much for this opportunity. That's yeah, absolutely. nervous as fuck, but you made it so right. much fun. I try, appreciate I try. it. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. And I, I look forward to rolling you uh, when we can start. Yeah, let's do it. You know me. I'll be there 100%. I'm down. Right. Maybe we can get Mary Sam in the picture too. <laughs> <laughs> Remember right, that one? Good. Which one, sorry? Mary Sam. That's how we actually got to know each other. Oh, a while yeah, back. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some random psycho on the internet was going around messaging everyone and just sending random shit. And just like, uh... Getting schools to fight each other to the death. <laughs> oh, well. Anyways. No worries. Oh, well, thanks for coming on. I'll definitely Thank see you. you in the soon. Have a good day. All right. You too. Take care. You're listening to The Warrior's Day. The Warrior's Day. Brought to you by Urban Tactics Krav Maga. Turning lambs into lions. <laughs>